episode 316 of Film Bastards. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever, I am joined by... Becky Foster, hello everyone. And... Ian Loring, hello everyone. Just once, just once, could you do me the favour of doing it morning, afternoon, evening? I can't guarantee anything. <laughs> uh, we've got, we, you know, we've just been saying, if you're a Patreon listener uh, and you gave us just two dollars a month for extra content, um, not just a shout out or a tweet, uh, actual extra content, uh, then you you know that we've a lot of films to chat because we didn't do uh, what we've been watching for a couple of weeks now because um, me and I think me and Ian might have done it when we were a little bit drunk. Um, at yeah, I mean, I, I I think we probably just need to reset and just go again, to be yeah. fair. <laughs> and uh, we didn't do it last week because uh, we had a very thorough conversation about uh, it. And we, there was a lot of news chat last week. So we've got a lot of catch up to do. I think we've, all three of us have watched a lot of fucking movies, which is pretty damn cool. Um, so we were just sort of saying we're probably going to skip news because we can't even really think of anything that's been there. Um, but what I will say is, what have we got on this episode? We've got a review of the uh, movie Hustlers. Uh, which I, I'll be honest, when we saw the trailer, I didn't think we'd be reviewing, but we are because it's a big release, which yep, yep. we'll get to whether or not that's cool or not. Um, <clears throat> and we've also got our latest Patreon review, um, which again, two dollars a month, one tier only, that's it. Uh, and you also get to influence the content we're producing uh, of Almost Famous, which we both watched, both both sets of us, <laughs> all three of us, have watched the extended cut, haven't we? Indeed. Yeah, good. <laughs> I know Ian has, but now I say it out loud, I'm starting to hope that he has as well. No, I, um, I, I, I actually rented it off iTunes, and then yesterday a copy of it arrived on Blu-ray through the post because I drunkenly bought it on Friday night and forgot. <laughs> you did say you were going to. What I will say is... The did song, I? The... Yeah, you messaged us to say that you were going to order it. Right, that must have been, yeah, okay, that must have been Friday night, and I just, all I know is, I was watching it, it was like, I must have this. Um, well, what I'll say is, 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 there's quite a lot of features on that, isn't there? No, there's fuck all on the Blu-ray, it's the DVD. Oh, that, that's, that's mental, that, because I know the, the, the DVD copy has some really good features on it. <laughs> yeah, the Blu-ray looks like hammered shit as well, so I've done really well. <laughs> well, uh, weirdly, um, we watched it. Um, it is the extended edition. Is the edition that is on Sky, Boom. on their um, on-demand service. Is it really? It is. Yeah. Does it look like shit? No, it looks really good. <laughs> oh, it looks. Ah, uh, it like it. It just it looks really, really. The Blu-ray looks really, really compressed. It just it. It doesn't perform very well, and it will never get a 4K release. So I'm fucked. <laughs> so as you can hear, that Ian is back on the uh, physical media train uh, for now. Um, at time of recording. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean at, at time of recording. Yes, I am. We'll see. Listen to the the patron bit for me talking about that. Uh, yeah, we're about two dollars a month. You know, we don't talk about. That's lot. the last time we're gonna. Send- <laughs> we don't we don't talk about it much but i swear you've said it like five times since the... i've literally it on purpose <laughs> problem is though like with with like the pound being shit two dollars a month for like fifteen thousand pounds now <laughs> let's, let's not get into that <laughs> <laughs> let's not let's not tackle that fucking runaway ball let's not <laughs> <laughs> it's dick at the pole um so yeah what 
running around looking for that raw dog. Yeah. First raw dog mention of the week. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, trailers. Trailers. What have you been watching? Hmm. Midway, Ian. Oh, just, yeah, it's let's just go. Literally a film where it says, where it says, remember Pearl Harbor? What the, you don't, do you? I think I was better thinking that. You don't remember Pearl Harbor. Okay, I don't remember Pearl Harbor. Midway. Yeah, no, it's, it's going to be a no for me on this one. Is it? Mm. I thought you'd be in for this. Nah. I don't, Let, I don't like that era of war movie. Fair enough. Ian, what, 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 what's your thoughts on it? Let's go. Ed, Ed Screen playing not a fucking like, bad guy. Let's go. Yeah. Was that Nick Jonas in it as well? Oh, I hope so. I hope not. Oh, it might have been, you know. I think it is, because whenever he does a film, he grows a little weird moustache, doesn't he? So that it's yeah, like... Yeah, it does. Me, so. <laughs> yeah, it is. Fuck off. <laughs> Luke Evans, Woody Harrelson, Patrick Wilson... Nick Jonas, Mandy Moore, Dennis Quaid, Ed Screen. I am in. And it's a Roland Emmerich movie, so you know it's going to be two hours, 45 minutes long. It's a decent cast, apart from Nick Jonas and Mandy Moore. Oh, yeah, just... I don't know. I'm up for it. I'm not a fan of that aesthetic of uh, war movie. It's like... God... Bleached out sepia. Yeah, that, yeah. that, that kind of... I, I'm not a big fan of that look of going, look, it's set in the 40s, y'all. It's in it's, the olden days. It's, it, it's, but, but I do find the big budget, blockbuster, Roland Emmerich movies really fucking entertaining. Mm. Do you know, I might even watch Pearl Harbor before it. I'll do that for yourself. Do you know what? I've, I, I've only watched Pearl Harbor once. And I think I spent the majority of my time while I was watching it trying to force myself to fall asleep mm. and being really unsuccessful because I was too bored to fall asleep. So I might rewatch it as well. It's got that shot that follows the bomb going down, doesn't it? It does, yes. Yeah. Oh, and Dan Aykroyd's in it as well. Like, so. Isn't he? Right, yeah, fuck it. I'm rewatching Pearl Harbor. No, you can do that like one day when you're late. I will. Um, what else have we got trailer-wise? Um, a countdown. Oh yeah, yeah. The trailer that I turned out of Becky after we finished watching it at home and said I got bored during the trailer of that, and then it was on at the cinema again as well. And honestly, I felt like ripping my own face off. I was that bored. I just—it's so meh as a concept. No, oh, cool. It, it just looks so fucking amateurish. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I, I was watching it going, I feel like I've seen this movie. Yeah. I, I, and I thought, I know I probably haven't, but I feel like I have, which already means that I'm going to be bored. So, like, you know all the people that were getting, like, the really long countdowns, like, oh, I've got 63 years. Do they still then die in a horrific supernatural way? Well, that's a good years? point, yeah. Or will they just die it, of natural causes? It wasn't. It was an episode of the IT crowd. It's, yeah, It's it an is. episode of the IT crowd. It is. Yeah, but nothing supernatural is actually killing anyone in that one. We don't know if something supernatural is killing people in here. It could just be a really elaborate murderer. It could. 
Well, I don't know. There's that one scene where the girl's in her bathroom or whatever, and then the thing just kind of like pulls her up by her hair. Again, could be a really strong, elaborate could have been serial hovering, killer. Hovering in the corner, like, uh, what's her name in that film? Wow. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you've really explained it deep there. You know that shit film where the kid gets his head chopped off? That's a lot of shit films. Hereditary. That's it. It could be that, yeah. Yeah. There you go, it's Ari Aster's. While we're talking about Hereditary, right? Oh, yeah. So there's a director's cut of Midsummer. Yeah. Right. There's a director's cut of Midsummer, mm. which is longer. Wow. Which what I mean doesn't need yeah. is to be longer, mm. right? I will literally never watch that again. So that director's cut is basically Ari Aster's watched it and gone, ooh, right? This is literally within months of it coming out, has watched it and gone, don't like the way I've done that. I want to change it. Mm. Right? Yeah. Because it's not that he didn't have final say over what was released, is it? Because if the studio had final say or a producer had final say or anything like that, it wouldn't have been as long as it was. Yeah. It's a little bit weird, that, isn't it? And especially since they've re released it in some cinemas. Maybe it didn't make enough money. It did all right, I think. It, it did. It did okay. Oh, it, 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 it was it okay rather than all right? I. I think I just... they were expecting better out of it. Oh, I'm, I, oh you got me intrigued now. Yeah, that's got me intrigued now. Uh, no, okay is something that cost ten million and made twenty eight million. That's okay. Something like Midsummer that did that cost eight to ten million and made thirty six is oh, that's, that's that's okay. That's okay, but not when they probably thought it was going to be pushing somewhere between. 60 and 80 million. They really pushed it. I mean, that's number six opening weekend in the US. That's not good. Um, And yeah, sorry. That's because it was too long. Oh, shit. But I mean, I I think that just the fucking timing as well. I mean, it came out 4th of July weekend. And obviously, because of like midsummer, you know, but it's. They didn't need to tie it to that. You release Midsummer in September, October, like a few weeks out of it, so maybe like late September, and that thing would do an awful lot better just because people are really released for it. If that had been released this week, Mm. it could have done all right. You would look at it there. Hereditary cost 10 million, did 80. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that fucking, that says a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, shit, man. Ready or Not's done 41 million worldwide off of a budget of six. And that's not even been released in some territories yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We, we don't get it for a couple of weeks yet. I'll stop 30. Fucking hell. Nothing much to go up in Rapper. <laughs> We'd have been doing Ready or Not this week instead of Hustlers if it had been out this week. Well, I doubt that. Um, yeah, Countdown. Um, it looks shit, but I know at some point we're going to watch it on Netflix. Oh yeah, it's, it's fine as a Netflix film. If it's if it, that if that film is longer than ninety three minutes long, then it's going to be an absolute piece of shit. Let me have a check. <laughs> I will say okay, the only the only way I see that film in the cinema if it's shorter than Jonah Hex. <laughs> All right, so we're saying if this is shorter than Jonah Hex, I'll see it in the cinema if it's shorter than Jonah Hex. 
There's I'm, I'm not agreeing to that. Right. There's no time. Uh, there's no runtime yet on IMDb. Uh, but Jonah. I will tell you, because it will be coming up later, Jonah Hex is 73 minutes before credits. It's not going to be. Well, but what's the official runtime, though? I think it's like 81. 81. So a countdown. It's is... an hour and 21, that's all. That's yeah. a long jo- episode. Yeah, Jonah. I mean, Jonah Hex had some fucking problems in <laughs> production. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll talk about it. Yeah. Uh, what else have we got trailer-wise? Um, I think that's it. It was the new Doctor Sleep trailer. Oh, yes. You need to talk about it. Ian talked about it last week, so you saw it before. What's it on? Oh, we had to go. Uh, yeah, it, it just makes me want to watch it more. I'm quite excited. There's a lot more Rebecca Ferguson in this one, wasn't there? I don't know. I didn't watch it, did I? Ian. Has it got her in, uh, has it got her in the supermarket chatting to the kid? Being yeah. or creepy. Yeah, I think so. But like yeah. most most of it's in the overlook though. Yeah, but it's got the bit where she's looking into the freezer and yeah. sort of yeah. finds the kid's mind and the kid pushes her away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Where's the hat? Cool. I'm quite excited to be honest about that. It's it's a weird one to me. Uh and the final one thing that I've got is radioactive the um Marie Curie um biopic. I don't like. Is that her accent in real life? Yeah, but I could actually apparently. No, no, it's not. It's not going to be accurate to Marie Curie because she was French. What? But like Rosamund Pike, is that her actual accent? No. So why is she doing a fake posh British accent to play a French woman? I have no idea. Hmm. Bothered me that. I didn't, I didn't think she came across with a fair British accent, did she? Yeah, it's right. She's got a right posh British accent. Oh, I, didn't, I thought she was doing it. She's too busy looking at Rosamund Pike and going, I you're mean, a she's, bitch. She's not a looker in this. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was weirdly, it, do you know what the trailer reminded me of? What? The trailers for Perfume Portrait of a Murderer. <laughs> right. Oh, the Perfume and Story of a Murderer. Uh, story <laughs> of a Murderer, yeah. Um, I was watching it thinking, right, this is about Marie Curie and how she invented... Neither was she, to be fair. Well, no, I'm fine with that. Oh. Um, I, I was watching it going, why, why are they doing this like a horror film? <laughs> I think there, there is some whole thing, and I could have to do some reading up on it, but I think she was actually quite concerned about how it could be used. That's fair. For wrong, wrong in. I'm fine with that. Right. Um, yeah, that's it. For anyone else? Anyone for anyone else? No. Fucking so. rattling through this, aren't we? Let's get <laughs> to our fucking main review. Oh, shit, I'm gonna butcher this name out. Let's see if there's a fucking pronunciation. Oh, balls, that's not. <laughs> so hustlers. It's directed by Digimon Honsune. <laughs> <laughs> It's directed by, you give it a go, Bex. Uh, Lorene Scafaria? I oh, think it's something you. like that. Yeah, Lorene Scafaria. That wasn't hard, that's not even hard. In my brain, it will say that, and by the time it gets out of my mouth, it goes through the Travolta thing, and then it comes out as directed by... Around your skibbity-boom. <laughs> by Lawn-Dart Scarf Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite Travolta-esque, 
actually. <laughs> that's what I blame Travolta for all of this. Um, and who does it star? Um, really, I, I was when it came on that it was uh, it was a Gloria Sanchez production. I was like, wait, this is produced by Adam McKay and Will Ferrell. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I was like, all right. The more and more that keeps getting added to this, the more and more I am into it. <laughs> um, stars uh, Constance Wu, Jennifer Lopez, Julia Stiles, Kiki Palmer, Lily Reinhardt. Mm-hmm. Um, a woman called Lizzo, who Becky kept shouting at me about. Um, because I thought you were doing that thing where you like, where, 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 I, I, you say hi, and I say hi, and you go, what? Hi, what? Hi, what? I- a, Why are you doing that? I don't do that. You do it all the time. B, it's very annoying. It's because you seem to think that I knew who this person was, and I had no idea who it was, and I didn't know what you were saying. Um, and a uh, and Cardi B, uh, Lizzo and Cardi B, I am reliably informed are popular singers or <laughs> pop singers, as they are called. Um, and they they, they are they maybe have about three minutes of screen time combined. But what I will say there Cardi is... Cardi B is in it for far longer than I'm comfortable with, I'm not going to lie. We'll get to that. It, what I will say there is I will hazard a guess that 90% of people in our screening were there because Cardi B was advertised to be in there. Uh, the, the marketing of this film was fucking genius because it makes them look like they are a part of the crew. It is genius that they have managed to market this movie to make it seem like a completely fucking different movie because a brilliant Roger Corman thing feeling is it doesn't matter what's on the screen if they've already paid to sit down. <laughs> and it is for that and it is the opposite of why Corman or what Corman used to do. But it, it's it's genius. But I will say the Three girls, one of them I'm not sure was a girl, um, that was sat the row behind us and across. Every time Cardi B came on, laughed and went, it's Cardi B, it's Cardi B. It's like, yes, that is literally how acting works. They come on screen occasionally. Oh, there, there, was, there was someone in my crowd taking fucking photos of the film. Which is illegal and you should have reported them for it. Oh, uh, um, well, you know, like, I mean, I'm glad they're having a nice time. But I'm, still, like, what uh, the fuck? I, I, I'm also sure that we were the oldest people in that screening. Um, people actually got turned away because they didn't have ID. To get oh, wow. Screen. Yep. They, I think they actually already bought tickets as well. Oh, they had, yeah. And all their refreshments. Uh, and were with their parents. <laughs> Yeah, boy, what, what parent takes their 15-year-old... Oh, we were going to... We were going to take his about to see it, but she was a dick on Saturday night, yeah, so we didn't. Nice. <laughs> so, so, well done for throwing yourself under that fucking bus. Um, anyway, so Hustlers is based on real events from a, let's say, a New York Times article. Fuck it. Um, and it tells the story of a group of strippers who... After the financial crash, um, decide to essentially steal money out of their wealthy clients um, by maxing out their credit cards themselves. Yeah, is about the most accurate description you can. I think you can go for it there. Um, Ian, what did you think of Hustlers? Because yeah. there's been a lot of um, there's been a lot of Oscar chat towards Jennifer Lopez. Um, so what do you think of the film 
And whilst we're getting into that, I think we can explore that. What is it? Because that seems to be a lot of the main news behind this movie. Yeah, I mean, the the thing is, the Oscars are literally five months away. Yeah. Um, There's, you know, it's it's one of those ones where, I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, like A Star Is Born came out in early October and that was, it's going to win all the Oscars, it's going to win all the Oscars, and then it didn't. It, it like emphatically didn't win all the Oscars, it, um, it, 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 which which like I think a lot of people said at the time was if that film would have been released in December, it probably would have. Yeah, that, I mean that 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 that's exactly it. So, I, 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 Hustlers will get one Oscar nomination, and it will be for Jennifer Lopez. Whether she wins it or not is is another is another matter. I feel um, it's. It's a, it's good. It, it's a re, it, it's a solid film. Um, I'll be absolutely honest. The relationship between Wu and Lopez didn't quite work for me, especially towards the end. Um, it it suddenly went from everything's all good to oh now she's friends with this coked up girl and we don't really talk to each other anymore. Okay, fine. It didn't really. It didn't really feel like that. That change was particularly well told. Um, I, I, I didn't think. Happened, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that that's it. It, it, it happens, and there's voiceover from Constance Wu. Um, also, I don't feel Constance Wu is the strongest actress in the world. In all honesty, I I think there is a reason why Jennifer Lopez is the person that everybody seems to be talking about. Um, I don't find her a particularly warm presence. Um, I thought I thought she was all right in Crazy Rich Asians. Um, you know, it, it, I, I, but it, it she didn't really work for me here, in all honesty. And I'll, I, you know, I I'll be honest. I think her off-screen persona, she just she seems like not a very nice person. And I don't think she play. She's able to play a nice person all that believably on screen. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna say it as I as I feel it. There, um, the other girls in the crew were just kind of there. It's weird how this is marketed as a big ensemble film, but it really is the J Lo and Wu show. Um, but. At the same time, I thought that there were some moments of direction that were really interesting. I thought the sequence with Usher was fucking brilliant. Didn't know that was coming. And just the, I really like how they do make you believe that that was like the best night that she had in that in that whole experience. I think they play that up really well. And the, the way the, the, the camera is following Usher and the way they, they present themselves on the stage and whatnot. Like everybody just looks like they're having the time of their life. Um, it's it's a good film um i'm glad that people seem to have calmed down a bit about it but i will say i think it, you know it's brilliant that the major talent talents behind this film are women and they've gone out there and it's going to make like 33 million dollars in the us in its opening weekend um that's that's brilliant i think that says a lot i will say there was one tweet that I, I read uh, by someone today saying, oh, 67% of the audience are female. That just shows how difficult, it, how some white men, actually, to be fair, it probably didn't say white men. 
how men find it difficult to see films um, fe- like featuring women, even when there's strippers involved. It's like, okay, why not just celebrate the fact that a lot of women went to see that film? What I will say there is, I, I, I we went into a screening. It was it was quite busy, wasn't it? It was it was I would say it was seventy percent capacity. Yeah, small screen, but yeah, small screen, but it, it was it was busy. Mm. Uh, would it be accurate to say I was probably the only guy there? No, I don't. I didn't see a single other guy there. No, must have been. I don't think there was, you know. Girls are really fucking annoying. Um, but yeah, but but then, but I didn't think. I, Trust me, guys are not going to worry about going to see this film. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's, it's a, such a, a redundant way to word that. Yeah, I just I, 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 rather rather than celebrating fucking hell. That's like going saying, "Oh, I went to a screen of Endgame and it was ninety percent guys. Why are women so afraid to go and watch a comic book movie?" doesn't make sense it doesn't matter who's there as long as people are there i don't it's just the way that people <sighs> have to find a negative in a positive out, out of fucking anything and it, it you know and it was just like i was going to reply it was like oh what's the point it's it, not it, it's not like anyone's going to change anybody's minds no no it's it, yeah it's it's pointless you're yeah what's that yeah. what's that much malign quote. Um, it's much harder to argue with a stupid person. Mm. I, I, it, I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, I don't think, I don't, you know, obviously, if you have an issue with the dominance of men in the cinema, I definitely think that's a thing. But I think you've got to celebrate the fucking successes where it comes and not just use that as point scoring again against the thing you don't like. Just uh, sorry, it, that re- really rubbed me up the wrong way. But yeah, like so, I, I, hopefully it shows that there is an audience for the uh, these films. It's good to see uh, Lorraine Scarfia get a hit. Um, she uh, she did seeking a friend for the end of the world that um, Steve Carell, Kira Knightley won a, a while back, which I, I remember quite liking. Um, so it, it's nice to see her get a win. It's good to see J Lo back, and. She's fucking like I mean she's really really fucking good in this. Um, so yeah, uh, I I I feel like I'm wrapping up and we haven't even really actually discussed it. But yeah, I liked it. Bex, what do you think? Um, yeah, it's I it's it's a, it's a good film. You compared it to ah, oh, you're still my fucking what to say. A film when we were on our way out, and it doesn't measure up to that in any way, shape, or form. It, you can see what it is. It, it's a fun film about strippers. I don't get the Oscar buzz. It's, it's a decent performance from Jennifer Lopez, but it's not really stretcher. It's not like. <coughs> I mean, I, I think she did a lot of stretching. Well, I mean, it. she did a lot of stretching, so it's a warm up and stuff. <laughs> but the, I mean, Papa Harvey, if you do. The thing is, you know, yeah, she does the dancing in it. That's great. She's good at it. She looks banging in it. It's a good performance, but it's 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 not. It just doesn't feel like an Oscar-worthy performance to me. There's not enough it, she it, to do enough. It's 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 a narrative though. It's you know she hasn't really been in films like big films for a while, and she's back. You know, and and she dominate. To be fair, I think she dominates this film. Um, she does, it, yeah, she does. You know, it's I I don't think it. You know, it's. Is is something an Oscar worthy performance, and does something get nominated for an Oscar? 
two very very different things yeah she feels i felt while i was watching it she feels more she feels more vital and real than any of the others at all she she feels more there if that makes sense the rest mm. of them don't they 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 feel like plastic is the only word i can think of to to describe it they feel like 2d representations whereas she feels like a fully formed human being um couldn't really have lived without Cardi B being in it. I just find her horrendous to listen to, to see. She's just awful. And it just feels like, oh, if we put her in it, more more girls will come and see it. Which, you know, it's worked. But at what cost? At what cost? No cost if she's not in it. Well, that's true. But it made more money. Yeah, but to the to the quality of the film... I don't. I, I think that I think that they might have to edit enough of her out. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I didn't. I wasn't as troubled by Constance Wu as as you were. She felt she felt all right, but she is one. You know, now you've said that she she is a bit cold in it. Um. But yeah, I. I it, it's good. It's fun. But it's I don't know the. The buzz that it's getting doesn't feel quite deserved when you actually see the film, to me. Okay. Sorry. Fine. She's going to shit all over a film you like. She did it to me with it, too. Get over that one. <laughs> we didn't shit all over it. I'm joking. Go on. Um, yeah, I, I, I liked it. Um, I, I thought it was it was great. We've spoken about the fact that um, the film that is in the trailers uh, is... Really, I think Cardi B is in the trailer more than she's in the actual fucking movie. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's a, it's a completely different film. I was watching, I was sat there thinking, this is great. That that, that don't wrong. A lot of the people that were there didn't come knowing they were going to see that film, but will leave having enjoyed seeing that film. If you get what I mean, mm. um, I think it's the movie. I said it, it, it makes a strong companion piece to his Wolf of Wall Street. In the sense that it's got people, it's got it's a story about inherently bad people who are almost trying to convince you that what they were doing wasn't that bad, but you're watching it going, no, it's still bad, it's still illegal, it's still wrong. Stop trying to justify yourselves, whilst also making it look like it's a lot of fun when you're actually thinking about it and thinking, I bet it won't though. I mean, I actually bet it wasn't that much fun because mm. it, it doesn't show you the the dirty side of it, which I do think is a minor detriment to the film in the sense that it doesn't show you the dirty of it. But I do think an element of that is, I and I said this to you when we came out, Bex, is I do feel like we've watched a film about a news article mm. about true events rather than a film about the true events in the news article. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, didn't you? It doesn't feel like they've read the article yeah. and then not done an awful lot more digging. Yeah, that, and, and that's it. And um, weirdly, a, a, a scene that, that you liked, Ian, I despised. What, the Usher what? one? I hated it. Why? I absolutely despised it. One, apparently, didn't fucking happen. Um, oh really? Yeah. Two. Usher plays himself. So Usher plays himself 
being a narcissistic piece of shit. That's weird. And he thinks that that's this makes me look cool. No, it makes you look like a narcissistic piece of shit. And that is where we are in 2019 in a whole fucking Me Too movement, in a movie written and directed by a woman with a mostly female cast celebrating a big musician living out a fantasy that he was a piece of shit. <laughs> that, I think if it... it it, if it, I could have maybe got away with it if it wouldn't have had the DJ put on Usher. So Usher walks into a strip club, gets the DJ to put on his own music, while... That. Oh, I, I, well, I don't believe that because it's not fucking true, so he's, his movie suggested that. Gets out a, a wad of cash that he can barely hold in his hand, gets all the dancers to come out and just start throwing money at them. It is grotesque. It is. It, it is. I'm watching it going, right. But this isn't like Molly's game where you've got Michael, what's his name? The one who looks like an angel pigeon. Michael Sarah. Um, it isn't Michael Sarah playing actor, which we all know is Toby Maguire. It isn't that. This is Usher playing himself. <laughs> Being a prick. I hated it. Absolutely hated it. Even though, to be fair, this article that you've you sourced this from also says that the movie closes with this when it happens probably about a third of the way through, if that. So, I don't know, could it just be that this article's not very well researched? It could be, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, that's like, because that is mad if that's the case. I mean, was it literally just like I? Or I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I just I think the way that they, you, I, I just the way that that was filmed makes it feel like yeah, okay, I could understand that how that was one of the one of the best nights of her life. Also, as well though, a part of the script does say where she says, you know, that was the last fun we had. It's like right except you're going to then show me another half of the movie where you seem to be having fun quite a lot. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, yeah, that's a fair point. I like, cause that, that bothered me. Like just how overextended that Christmas bit is. It, it, it is. It, it's, I, I, I get it. What it's trying to do is it show we were a big family and, and, and that's what it is. And I, I quite, the thing is, I, 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 I think I like the movie more, more than both of you two in the fact that, I like the fact that it's it, it it's very much it never it, it it never takes a single guy in the movie seriously. Not one of them has any shred of integrity or anything like that. But in the same way as I don't think any of the women do, everybody in this movie is an arsehole. And I yeah, like yeah. the fact that everybody in this movie is an arsehole without anybody actually pointing at them and going, "You're an arsehole." Um, and I like that. I do think Jennifer Lopez is fantastic in this. I don't. I I think that the oh, who knew she could act? Say, like, well, she has been making movies for getting on thirty years now. 
Mm. And it's not the first time she's been good. You know, she's made, yeah, she's made some not great movies. Made in Manhattan might be one of them. Mm. Jiggly might be one of them. Mm. Uh, but then, you know, The Cell is a really strong cult movie. It's great, The Cell. Um, she's very good in U-Turn. Mm. Mm. You know, when she's 22 years old. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not against the realms of possibility. And I, I but I do think she's she's very good in it. I can I hadn't thought about that Ian about the Constance Weave thing, about the fact that she is quite cold in it. I just thought that, that was maybe the, the performance, but then when you do actually think about it and think, actually she is quite a cold person, so maybe it's just really good casting. Yeah, I mean um, that she's supposed to be relatable you, you are supposed to un- understand and be sympathetic to her situation and i'm not I, no not 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 particularly not I, it, particularly. It, it's like she's she's always living like uh, after she initially gets money she's always living in a place that looks quite nice yeah it, and, it's like, all i wanted to do was just make a great thing for my grandma it's like right the first thing you do when you get dollar bills, y'all, is you go out and buy a bag. Fine, that's fine, but don't don't try to have the crux of your of your story to, to, to make her feel like she's not just in it for the money. Mm. Is her every so often handing a big wad of money to her grandma <laughs> who's just sat in that chair? She does enjoy that chair. She died in that chair. She did. She just died that chair. Which again, you watch it going. Before it even happened, when she pulls from that house, you're going, Grandma's dead. <laughs> Grandma's dead in the chair. I did very much enjoy the bit where they enjoyed the, they dropped the guy off at the hospital. That was, that it, was it was good, yeah. But um, that was in the trailer. But it, it, well, that's, that's fine. But there's also, I, 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 a, a good thing the film does is it makes it, people like me want to go out and read the article, read up more about the actual, the whole thing and things like that and kind of look into what actually happened because I'm really interested in it now. I'm particularly interested to see if that was the demographic of the, 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 the dichotomy of these people. So if you did have, because it does seem awfully convenient that you've got a Latino, a black chick, a white chick, and an Asian chick. That seems really convenient. Mm. Uh, if that is actually what happened, bravo, girls, because you've ticked all the fucking boxes. <laughs> well done. You're obviously very smart. And I, I like I like that. It, it's a... I also do like the fact that they, very early on, they go, oh... We know what you've come here for. You've come here to watch Jennifer Lopez dance. Here you go. Jennifer Lopez is dancing now. She's not going to do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's out of the way. Literally like the movie Striptease. The movie Striptease, you got the movie watching Striptease and all the, the fucking trailer for Striptease was literally the scene of Demi Moore doing a Striptease, right? And you think, yeah, this is a movie about Demi Moore being a stripper and I'm going to get to see all that no literally first 10 minutes gone and what you've got is Demi Moore and Burt Reynolds in a comedy for the next hour and a half <laughs> it's a terrible movie and a bad example but it, it, in the terms of the sex cells getting you in there and then mm. showing you all the rest of it, it is, is, is very good um, I, 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 I think it's a very good movie a really well marketed movie and I think my issue with it is something that you've already touched on is that it, it is very old surface. It doesn't dig. You don't feel sorry for them. No. You don't feel sorry for their marks. And, and the, 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 the 
The get-out-of-jail-free card that, that movies like this use, it's the same get-out-of-jail-free card that the bling ring used, mm. is um, that when you call it all surface, they go, well, these people are all surface. It's like, fuck you. Mm. No, I'm sorry. No. Dig a little bit deeper. Um, it's, just, it, it's another one of those weird movies where it, it could have been a little bit shorter, but it also, you could have added an hour onto it for me, if you dug a lot fucking deeper. Yeah. And the thing is, it doesn't show the nasty side of it all. Mm. It never gets dirty enough. Now, the only time it comes close is when they're saying about the CEOs and the CFOs and all that bit, and they get a bit violent and they get a bit whatever. Yeah, but it doesn't, but it doesn't, it, it doesn't want to show anything. And I'm not saying, no, nah, I, I want to watch them getting fucking beaten by it. And that's not what I'm saying. It's glamorised it a bit. It, it, it's, you're looking at it going... Right. All the only bad point about it that you've shown me was that you got caught. Yeah. That's the only bad point. Mm. Well, I mean, you got caught. in in fairness, yes. you got the the one guy who was like on the phone saying like I I can't make my mortgage payment now. Um, and he's the but, one who's who's then like fuck it, I'm going to the police. Yeah, but but, but you don't you don't you that that one guy was saying is is for them you don't see. There's no downside to them other than the fact that they got caught. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, and also, I mean, to be fair, Constance Wu in like the flash forwards looks like she's doing okay for herself. Yeah. And but I just, I you know, you don't even get get at the end why why that's the case. Uh, I mean, like Jen, Jennifer Lopez, she's basically a manager for an old navy. Y- yeah, like you know, and and yet Constance Wu kind of kind of looks like like what. Like the housewife to a businessman or yeah, something. Yeah, she does. It, it just like a soccer mom. Yeah. It, it, it's but and yet you don't you don't know why. There's just little things like that. So by the end, it's just like okay, well she's all right. Good, good for her. I, I, I yeah, I don't know. It, it, yeah, I think digging deeper would have been the way. I think yeah, yeah, you're right. Um. But I mean, that's the thing with a story like this. You you stuck between the devil and the deep blue sea, where it's like having fun and being serious. And I, you know, I think it's something that the Wolf of Wall Street does very well because, you, you, like, at you are kind of having a perverse chuckle watching them get up to all this shit. But it also never makes you think, oh, he's a nice guy. He's a good guy. No, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, Wolf Wall Street is another film where the only person who isn't a piece of shit in it is the person who's not supposed to be a piece of shit, and that is the FBI agent who's investigating. Kyle Chandler, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the um, only one who's not a piece of shit. Everybody else is a piece of shit. That, that, that's the thing. I mean, like, he, uh, this is in the trailer as well, but there's that one line of Constance Wu saying, you know, you know, I, ju- I just want to look... I don't know what the paraphrasing is. Like, I just want to look after my family and... Maybe every now and then go out and buy something. And it's just, is that line actually supposed to be said sincerely? Yeah, it it's, is. It, 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 it's that thing of, no, that's not true. That's that, 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 that's yeah. not true. It, it, the, the odd thing is, I think it's a really well made film. I think it looks great. I think it's, you know, I, I'm, I'll be interested to see what Lorraine Scarfrey does next. Um, I, I will also look forward to what Lorraine Scarfree does next. <laughs> I told you it happened. Um, it's right in front of you. I, you Say what you see. 
Jennifer Lopez. No, um, whatever. Yeah, I, I just know that. But the thing is, um, and just being brutally honest, uh, uh, you know, people will go watch a three-hour Leonardo DiCaprio, Jonah Hill, Martin Scorsese movie about Wall Street guys being dickheads. People wouldn't have gone and watched Hustlers if it was two and a half hours long. They just wouldn't. Mm. So there's a possibility that movie was the one they wanted, that, that was that there was more there. But they're like, no, you need to keep this well under two hours, otherwise it's not going to play. It's shown trying on club laws because, you know, that's what people want to see. Yeah, it is. There is bits of that. And it's... It is. My problem is with it is, and I really liked it, 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 I'd like to have seen more of the more of the undesirable stuff and less of the de- desirable stuff is the best way I can phrase it. But I get the fact that the undesirable stuff doesn't get people to go and watch this movie. It's the desirable stuff that gets people to go and watch this movie. Mm. So there's there's that. It, for me, it's definitely not shit. Um, so, yeah, what are you guys? You guys both definitely not yeah, shit? Yeah, it's or? definitely not shit. It's a, it's a little shallow for how serious it, it thinks it is. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's not shit. Yeah, definitely not shit. I mean, I think um, it is a little... It is a little underwhelming after the word that had come out for it. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's definitely not shit. And I'm glad it's doing as well as it is. Yes, same. Yeah. Um... Our audience poll was definitely shit, 50%, and touching cloth, 50%. Mm, fair enough. There it is. CS3P Combat. Player one, choose your character. Tired of film and television podcasts where the hosts exist in a blissful state of agreement? Instructor. Player two, choose your character. While you're in luck. Hunter. Round one, fight. Allow me to introduce you to the Chinstroker vs. Punter podcast, featuring two film and television fans from Birmingham, England, who enjoy their media in very different ways. But anyway, that brings us to the end of the plot of Blue Velvet. The plot. I mean, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. So join us as we catch up on what we've been watching from our own very different perspectives. Double KO. Round two. Fight. You can find us at csvsp.libson.com, also on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all the places that podcasts can be found. It just really, it's isn't. not visually striking. No, I just just getting confirmation. It's just inning. That's the third time though. I mean, am I, is this on? The Mulberry Boys every Friday night on the show. You better know they keep it tight. TL is back and the Jstrom's in the zone Introduce the co-host, he doesn't do it alone PCZ is about to hold court You know he's on the headset, you can hear him snort Pop culture movies, TV shows and games Rotten Tomatoes reviews news and Blu-rays Foggy don't play around, he will bust a drop fast Welcome to the Entertainment Landfill Podcast The Jason and Steven Show It's the Jason and Steven Show What? The Jason and Steven Show it's the Jason and Steven Show.
So, yeah. Um, I'm going to go grab a drink if that's all right. That is fine, fine, fine. Uh, we do some what if you're watching? Yeah. I'll let you. You fall, Nessie. You're going to try and not throw it on the floor. Uh, did I throw it on the floor? Uh, you nearly did. Mm. Well, I didn't. I was always in full control. I can't remember what we've been watching. What's, what do you think? Okay. Well, all right. Uh, oh, so shall I go from the top to the bottom? No, go the bottom to the top. Where do we? Where are we starting? Uh, it. But we talked about it a lot last week. Yeah, week, we did. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we, we rewatched Waterline. It just made me want to listen to Johnny Cash and June Carter music again, like it did when I first saw it, and it's kind of brilliant. If we're keeping it short, I think that's that sums it up, really. Yeah, I think you can go for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, 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 we can speed on some, some we can get into a little bit more. Yeah, yeah I think I'm going to uh... speed on that. Yeah. Um, so we also rewatched Suicide Squad. Well, no, wait, pause. I'm going to get that when Ian's back. We'll get more into that one. All right. You go next, then. Um, what else did we watch? We watched... I, I rewatched D2, Mighty Ducks. <laughs> um, not as good as the first. No. Uh, but it's still a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, it, it's not as good as the first. I will watch the third at some point soon, but I have a feeling that that's going to be even worse than, mm. than number two. And so I think the quality goes from Mighty Ducks down and then down from from there. Mm. Um, what else have we watched? Uh, what's the time machine? We did watch Hot to Time Machine again uh, in in a hot tub. Um, I my, the wonderful thing about Hot Tub Time Machine is my love for that film grows each time I watch it, <laughs> and I watch it an awful lot. So it literally, at some point, I will probably have to admit to myself it's one of my top ten films of all time, and will wear that like a fucking badge of honor. <laughs> literally, literally thinking of, uh, uh, when I was watching, I was thinking, I am going to have to get some kind of hot tub time machine tattoo at some point and try and work out what would be best to do. And I am thinking that I will possibly get somewhere tattooed on my body, Great White Buffalo. Uh, That's a good one. Yeah. So, yeah, just to what is it? <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, Ian, are you back in the room? Yeah. Yeah. It was back in the room. Um, so yeah, I watched the festival, a film that Ian said was not as shit as it should have been. Um, Birthday but, watch last year, that was. Yeah, I, I can confirm the festival is nowhere near as shit as it should be. Is actually quite entertaining at one point. Um, but no, at several points uh, during it, I had enough fun with it. It manages to not quite be the movie that it could have been. It's not just a standard gross out shit movie of that kind it, it manages to actually be a little bit more deadpan and Jerome Clement isn't it Jermaine Clement Clement yeah I can't say anyone's name Jerome Clement okay he's in it which is really weird um because you don't know why he's in it <laughs> I don't think he knows why he's in it um yeah we were, we rewatched Suicide Squad didn't we Bex yes yeah, I rewatched, I rewatched that a, a little while back. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's I, a I, I think when we did our review of this, you joined us for this review, didn't you? Yeah, I think you did. Yeah. Okay. We'll say you did. 
I think I defended this movie. I think I did as well. To be fair, I don't. I don't think I was as mean to it as it should have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think. Yeah, I, I, I think I. I quite vigorously defended it, and I was wrong, very wrong. It's terrible. And that... I very mind. I really like David Ayer as a filmmaker. It's awful. I didn't hate it as much on rewatch. I think maybe because my expectations were adequately lowered. I didn't hate it as much. I knew more what to expect, so just enjoyed it for what it was, which is a bit shit, but still kind of. There's fun bits. Okay, can I ask you a question? Go on. Right. Why cast Cara Delevingne? She's fucking awful in it. Um... And not, 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 not why I cast a Cara Delevingne, because in mm. um, Valerian House, yeah, 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 City of a Thousand Planets, yeah. whatever it's called, um, I think she's very good in that. Mm. Yeah, she's good in that. Charismatic yeah. performance. And I really like her in that. But um, she's awful in this. But I don't think it's her fault that mm. she's awful in this. I think it's... That bit, though, where she stood and she's... But I... But I, I yeah, great radio. Um, that bit, Yeah, that bit. But then they've got... She's essentially... She's there to go, right, stand there, wave around. Right, what's my line? Doesn't matter, we're going to dub it with somebody else anyway. Mm. Why? We need to make your voice sound a little bit weird. Well, can't you use my, you use my voice weird? to make that weird? No, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. It was a little bit like, um, oh, why are you painting these horses? Oh, horses don't look like horses in cinema, so we have to, cows don't look like cows in cinema, so we have to just paint a bunch of horses. What do you want to do if you want to use cows? Usually we just tape a bunch of cats together. What's that from? from The Simpsons. Simpsons. Yeah, it was a bit like that. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, it, it also, Jared Leto, nobody is going to convince me otherwise. I like the idea of the Joker being a gang leader and everything like that, but the Joker is more than <laughs> constantly. I'm not saying that Jared Leto can't, could not have made a good joke. That wasn't it. What I am saying is, is Jared Leto can't make a good joke. He just can't. He doesn't have the awkwardness he's, of it. He's too confident and he's too pretty. It is. There's no... There's always an element of, of wild fragility to it. Mm. Whereas Jared Leto has never not been the most confident person in any room he was in, <laughs> um, and that's the thing. It is there's a difference between confidence and control, mm. and and that's that that's why I just don't think it works. I mean, I, 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 the idea of it of him ba- basically being a fucking old timey like gangster but super super amped i think is kind of an interesting one it's it is. just Give it's it just the way he portrays that is so it, it was literally zeitgeisty to the exact minutes and seconds he was filming he and that i think was exact to the exact minute and second he was cast i think it had mm-hmm. already become boring once he when they started filming what- the thing is it's easy 
he's not like an old timey gangster though, because he's like that, but tacky as fuck. Yeah, I think you can say that sort of thing. What, what, what I'll say is, when Jai Courtney is the best thing in your movie, that is when you have to go, oh, oh, yeah, we've we've screwed the pooch on this one, haven't we? The baddie police commissioner lady, whatever she is. I, I, I still think Jai Courtney's the what is it? The yeah, best. Captain thing. Boomerang is the best thing about Suicide Squad. You're right. He, he is. And I, I, I'm glad the fact that he's going to be in the what is it? Because when I saw the cast for the James Gunn one, mm. um, I went, oh, oh, that's not making me interested. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, it's it's not very good Suicide Squad. Now, it, it pains me to say it because it it, it it has ingredients that I would like to really like to like. It, it's better than I remember it being. I, I still I still can't not laugh at. So what are we then? Some kind of Suicide Squad as a quote. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and the the fact that they've gone right. The the soundtrack to Guardians of the Galaxy sold a bucket load. What we need is a lot of musical drops. Like, so we, we want to do 18 volumes of soundtracks for this movie. Everything has to be that. And we need it to be as scattergun as possible. I mean, that, that opening 20 minutes is as bad an opening to a film as you can get. It is, it, it is terrible. And I, I, I would, I, I'm very much looking forward to the the bit of like when somebody makes a comic book movies documentary in 10 years time and they sit down and talk to David Ayer and he goes that ain't the fucking movie I made mm. um, what else we watched we watched, uh, we watched uh, Van Wilder, why? because it's fucking great um, True Lies you want to say anything about Van Wilder? because you just nodded that, that bit with the, the dog jays yeah, the, the cream part, the cream dust. Yeah, it, it, it still bit. makes me go, what? What? <laughs> all the way through it. It is, it is so much fun, though. It, I mean, it's of its time, but it's it's still fun to rewatch. Yeah, it is. Possibly not if you don't have the nostalgia of having watched it donkey years ago, though. Yeah. Um, we, we watched True Lies, didn't we? I love True Lies. I really, really like True Lies. That scene where he makes the dance is, admittedly, no fun to watch. It, it, it's creepy as shit. Mm. Uh, do you want to do a few in? Because we've got loads more. Do you want us to blast through everything you can do yours? Uh, no, I'm quite enjoying listening to you guys, to be fair. Yeah. We'll, do that, we'll do it that way rather than breaking up. What else have we done? Well, I, I, on my own, watched half of Marianne Antoinette and then didn't watch the rest, and I think that pretty much says everything that needs to be Of what? Sorry, thanks. Marianne Antoinette. Oh, I really like Marianne Antoinette. I just... It, I was watching it, and I was enjoying it, and I think it was you, you'd gone somewhere and came back. Um, while we were at the cabin, and I was like, "Oh, I'll rewatch that later," because I was really enjoying it. And then, just when I thought about rewatching it later, I was like, oh, "I just can't be asked. I just can't be asked to get back into that frame of mind and watch the rest of it." That's it. It's so it looks nice and it's fine while you're watching it, but it just because you really you 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 like Sofia Coppola as a filmmaker, yeah. don't you? Yeah. Uh, Whereas I, I I cannot get on with that. I wish I could, but I can't. The only one I really liked was that one she did with Stephen Dorff. I can't remember his name, I like it that much. <laughs> Go on, think. I can't. I, she, she did Virgin Suicides, didn't she? Yes. I absolutely fucking love Virgin Suicides. Um, 
but yeah, I, I'll I'll get back to it at some point. But it's 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 so. Yeah. It, I, I, when I watched it, I did watch it and go, "Oh, great! It's a bunch of children playing dress up." Um, yeah, but then I think that's kind of the vibe of it. Is they they were children when they became king and queen. They were they were uh, really that, young. Yeah, that, that's, that's fine. They, they don't have the maturity to know what to do and to know how what they're doing is perceived. That's fine. I just, I just don't want to watch it. Yeah. Um, Hollow Man. We watched Hollow Man, didn't we? We did watch Hollow Man. Hollow oh shit! Wow. Really rapey. It is literally he becomes invisible and the first thing he does is goes and undoes kim dickens top to look at her titty and then you're like all right so a little bit why would you do that no because he, he gives it a right squeeze and he gives well, it a bit like, of a tweak oh. never a squeeze it's a tweak <laughs> oh, yeah. uh and then you're like all right kev um and then up, and then the next thing he does is he goes and rapes uh what a meter is it what a meter over the his neighbour. His neighbour, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was. Is that Rada Mitchell? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Rada Mitchell is it? No. I don't know who it is. Well, I don't know which one of them is right. Uh, yeah, he just goes and rapes her, um, and then maybe tries to rape Elizabeth. He just rapes a lot of people. Rada Mitchell. Rada Mitchell, yeah. Right. Um, Rada Mitchell's the blonde one who's terrible with their children. It's uh, a really bad mum. Yeah, really bad mum. Um, you know, you're fucked if you prefer Yeah. Rada Mitchell, Jim. <laughs> Rada Mitchell's someone's parent in a film, you know that kid's getting abused at somewhere. Can you imagine if you <laughs> you got a part and you're like, oh, this is great, I've got this part. Who's playing my mum? Oh, it's Rada Mitchell. Oh, oh great, God. I am getting abandoned, murdered, kidnapped, I'm gonna abused. Need some, I'm going to need some therapy after this shit. <laughs> yep. On that note, I might rewatch Silent Hill at some point. Yeah, I didn't know you're wrong. Uh, Do you know, I've been fucking itching for a Silent Hill rewatch. <laughs> Do it, Ian. We'll talk about it next week. Um, I, 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 I want to leave it for October. There we go. Yeah, uh, do it in October. Watch the two of them. Fuck it. Why not? <laughs> yeah, Hollow Man, it's, it's an odd movie. It, it, it's an odd movie. It, it is literally, you know when you say, ooh, these movies don't get made anymore. Hollow Man doesn't get made anymore. What I will say about it, though, the effects still look pretty fucking good. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's, it's supple. Uh, I rewatched, and you watched the first time, Sideways. Yeah. <laughs> what? I thought you liked it. I enjoyed it, well enough, but at wow. the time... my inflection suggests you didn't. No, I, I enjoyed it. It was fine. It was, it was perfectly enjoyable fluff about people taking wine. But at the time it was released, people were hailing it as this oh, yeah. massively fucking profound thing. And it just isn't. Do you know why? It's about some fucking sad, pathetic guy that can't get laid going and tasting wine. It, because it's, it, it was one of those things where it was, it, it was basically saying, uh, look how pretentious these people are. Come look at how pretentious this pe these people are. And the problem is, the only people who would go and watch pretentious people talking about wine and having midlife crisis were really pretentious people. Mm -hmm. So it was like, ah, you've got the wrong thing about... We're going to run with it. Just going to run with it. Going to money. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really liked Sideways. I hated I it. And I liked it. I did like it and it was perfectly enjoyable. But what, what got me with it being my first watch was... I was expecting something so much more from the reception that it got when it was released. Well, I hated it in the cinema. 
I yeah. absolutely despised the African cinema, and I only yeah, um, you're old and I'm a bit pretentious. Uh, yeah, and I, I only <laughs> rewatched it about maybe six, seven years ago because uh, I bought a DVD for like three quid, and it was one of those, you know, where you buy. Oh, you've spent over thirty pounds. Would you like to buy one of these for two pounds or three pounds? <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck it, yeah, I love that." And she picked up sideways. No, I think I actually bought something else at the same time because I was like. Oh, that and that. I went, oh, you want to get one of them? I was like, well, I'm just going to get neither of them then. And they went, oh, fine, I'll do it then. <laughs> so basically, I was, I was an arsehole to get a cheaper movie. Um, Sounds about right for you. It does, yeah. Go on. Uh, we, we rewatched The People Under the Stairs. We did rewatch The People Under the Stairs. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. We, just to say, what we did, uh, or what we do when we go to the cabin is. We or I go to CEX and tr- buy a bunch of movies on DVD because there's an, only a DVD player there. We do have a ticket app Apple TV as well, don't we? Yeah, we do. But um, I do... Um, what is it? Um, we do stick to the idea of we just watch DVDs that we bought from CEX, don't we? Yeah. So I think there's maybe... There's one more, two more out of these that, we could, that we're going to chat about. But these are the movies we took, just to give you an idea. <laughs> Hollow Man, The People Under the Stairs, Sideways, True Lies, Van Wilder, uh, the movie Downtown, the Anthony Edwards and uh, Forrest Whitaker movie, Don John, Bad Boys, We Own the Night, Mama, and Get Over It. That's a fucking mix, that is. Yep. £6.50 that cost me. Go on, that's what else to do. We also, we also watched Get Over It, which... Have I seen this before? Yes. Hmm. Many a times. It's it's a it's a subgenre that, that doesn't seem to happen anymore that I really enjoy, which is teen comedies based around Shakespeare. It, it was in that little... What is it where we got... Um, Ten Things I Hate About You. Mm-hmm. Um, Get Over It. Yeah. Or... Yeah. Um... I'm sure there's another one out there. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I really like Get Over It. It's Ben Foster. It, it's oh, that's ben, a bit where he dances. Ben now. Foster, um, pre-Ben Foster arise. Mm, yeah. It, it's a lot of fun, and it was perfect for when we watched I think it was like mid-afternoon watch, wasn't it, in the cabin? Yeah. So, yeah. In a cheese board. Eat a cheese board, what do you do? Sweet, sweet. Yep, go on, what else we got, Bex? Uh, We've got our last couple, haven't we? Mama. Mama, yeah, we watched Mama. Yeah. You guys seen that before? Uh, no, I hadn't actually, my first watch of it. Um, I didn't expect it to be as supernaturally as it was, which mm. I know that makes no sense because it's a supernatural film, <laughs> but for some reason I didn't think it was. Mm. I don't know why. I thought, I think, I, I, I thought it was like a house in, home invasion movie for some reason. I got completely confused and thought it was that that woman movie. That's what you've got. Yeah, it's not that. It's not that, though. No. Not that, no. no. Um, I got it because you really liked It and It too, and it's... Andy. Machete. Machete. Yeah. Um, Is that how you say it? Like, yeah. machete, like machete? Like, no, no. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, sure it's machete. Oh, <laughs> All right, baby, you have trouble with him. Yep. <laughs> It's it's all right. I I, yeah. I 
I enjoyed it. I was watching it going... It's a fine disposable horror movie. I was. I, I like the fact that Jessica Chastain doesn't give a shit about those kids. <laughs> oh, no, she, she gives she zero fucks about those does kids. not give a shit. Mm. There's literally at one point where she comes in and goes, what are you still doing up? Like, oh, well... We went to like, oh, I give a shit. Just turns the light on, just walks out. <laughs> it's like, yep, yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay, so we've got the obvious one, Romeo and Juliet. Sorry, I've just found this. All right. Ten things I hate about you. Yep. Uh, Hamlet two. I've done the other thing. No, that doesn't count. No. West Side Story, obviously. That's not really a theme movie. No, we're talking about the, one, over it. the ones that were in a certain space yeah, of time. Yeah, she's the man. That's based on Twelve Night. It's too late to count. Nothing. Yeah. And right. you go from 96 to, like, early noughties. Romeo must die. Does that count? And, it, 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 and oh. Yeah. It's well off the place there, but... I was uh, just looking at the article. Try to find the one that you thought that you were missing. And then last one for us, I think. Um, and we re-watched Deja Vu. Yeah. Which I had to convince you to watch, because you were like, oh, I don't love this one. Is it you do? I don't. It's good, though, isn't it? It's... It, 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 it's not one of my favourite Tony Scott movies. I will say that. But it is good. But it just... I'm going to say something that makes no sense whatsoever. Standard. But I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> it repeats itself too much. I <laughs> just That's an idiotic thing to say. I'm aware of the fact that it's an idiotic thing to say. I just don't care. Um, and the last one for us, I on my own rewatched The Greatest Showman and discovered I no, it's not, it's not got easier with time. I can't watch any of those musical numbers without tearing up a little bit because of just how fucking magical and magnificent it is. <laughs> I fucking love this movie. Oh. And it hasn't lost anything on rewatch, so that's good. Oh, Ian, did you know there's a Wizard of Oz 4K coming out? Yeah, I'll tell you about That's a very pretty steelbook, actually. <laughs> I'm all oh, over right. it. Oh, have you seen the Steelbook? Oh, no, oh, I, haven't, no I, haven't, I haven't seen I haven't the seen Steelbook. Steel. I, I'm, 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 I'm not paying for Steelbooks. Steel book. 35 quid. 35 quid? Yeah, yeah. I'm getting quite a lot of me on the other ends there, guys. I don't know if you want to maybe turn me down. That's weird. Let me just... You can do that because I can't work this last time. Uh, oh, twenty four ninety nine. Yeah, twenty four ninety nine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, that's fine. Now, I'd, have you have you done something with the volume? No, not touched it. Okay. Is it better? Is it better? Yeah, that's weird. Okay. Like I could hear myself constantly for about twenty seconds, but now I can't. All right, fine. Um, yeah, so I, th- I thought you said thirty four ninety nine. Um, that is a nice steel book, though, isn't it? Fucking hell. Yeah, they're going for a good. Did you see that? The one with all the pretty flowers on? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really nice. Um, I filmed those, so. That's fine. Oh, I might put that on the old Crimbo list. Is that a steel book of Battle Royale, though? No, keep going now. Down, 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 down. Yes. Ooh, you have nice. the big, what is it there, Becky, Battle Royale? Right. The big arrow. Right, but that's in the metal case. Don't buy physical media anymore. We're not Ian. No, we're not Ian, and we don't have to buy everything physical media or everything digital media. We can have a mix. <laughs> I won't. We're capable of doing that. I won't. 
I'll fucking buy it then, you dipshit. Buy I've got loads, I've got big Blu-ray racks set up in in my office. Office. My office, yeah. Also, your stupid ironing board. I spent fucking ages looking for that jug yesterday to decant the honey out of the pan into the honey bottle, right? And it was in your stupid ironing setup upstairs. Oh, sorry, do I do your ironing for you? You didn't do any of mine. I do do your ironing, though. I'm not a little bitch like you. I don't care about ironing. Because I do it for you. You actually don't, though. I do do your ironing when you need ironing. When I need ironing. How often do I ask you to iron anything? How often do I stealth iron stuff that you don't notice? It is a fucking thing. Just hang it on a hanger and then put it in the room while you're in the shower. God, no. It's not how it works. I iron shitloads for you. Anyway, Ian, what have you been watching? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you guys know we're still recording, don't you? Fucking hell. <laughs> um, okay, uh, I'll, I'll try and hammer through some. Uh, Avengers Endgame, rewatched Endgame. I like Endgame a lot. It's not my favourite MCU, but I do very much like it. Um, 47 Metres Down, uh, which was on Netflix, I want to say. Um, kind of, yeah, claustrophobic. I wish it was a bit fucking more gory, if anything, a bit more gruesome, but it works. Uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron is solid. I like the fact that it tells pretty much its own story without needing to set anything up. I mean, yes, you have got Andy Serkis in there. He's not a huge part of the plot, though. He's only in it for a few minutes. And it just it feels like a self-contained story, which looking back now... I, I think I appreciate Age of Ultron more for it. Um, it, it's, a, it. It's a lot better than you remember, though, isn't it? It, it, it is. It is. But I, I think that's with the benefit of hindsight as much as anything else. I think I think back then I was probably more like, oh, shit, like nothing Thanos at all, really, then, eh? And now you watch it and it's like, oh, thank fuck, there's no Thanos. <laughs> um, it sets it, up so much in it, like the... We're in the end game now. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, yeah. I mean, they literally referenced that in there, but and also just like the the the, the, the coming frostiness for Tony Stark and Captain America. Um, but and and yeah, it, it feels natural to this specific plot. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it, I think it works well. Um, okay, in Fabric, uh, Peter Strickland's um, film, which um, got quite a lot of buzz uh, late last year and earlier this year. It's a film about a haunted dress. Um, and it actually is like about a haunted dress, really. Um, first half of the film is stronger than the second half. It very much feels like a film of two halves. Um, but yeah, there's, there's some properly batshit stuff in it. And it, it, it very much evokes a mood of feeling like a horror film from the 70s um you know it, it, it's kind of crazy watching this that this was actually kind of made within the last couple of years um I, I i don't love it love it love it um like i say the second half wasn't nearly as into um but it's got a fucking mood to it um yeah so in fabric i'd, I'd actually recommend it uh if you're so inclined um if 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 not, you it might make your teeth itch. But then again, the, I thought the trailer was horrible, um, and yet I was into it in the end. So there you go. I, um, I, I the trailer, so I, I, maybe I'll fucking hear it. Which one's this? Sorry, I was out of the in room. In fabric. Oh right, okay. Yeah, I should give it a go. Um, Definitely will be doing. Rewatch Shazam. Uh, Shazam is fun. 
that's about all I've got, really. Um, I, I'm still not massively um, feeling the end when they all turn into fucking heroes. Um, but I like I like how weirdly scrappy it feels. Um, so yeah, I, I, I like Shazam. Um, I love Columbus. Uh, Columbus is on Amazon Prime. It's directed by a, um, a video essayist who's now a feature film maker, uh, Coco Nada, that literally just calls himself one word, Coco Nada, um, which is you, you, you could argue is a bit pretentious. Um, but fuck it, I don't care. His stuff's really good. Um, he makes a lot of like short films about film on coconada.com, um, which are great. Um, but he also made this. So this came out a couple years back and it kind of got a little bit of like traction from festivals, but not an awful lot. Um, but it's so fucking good. Uh, basically, it's uh, John Show uh, is. Um, called to america he's based in korea but his um father's um had a bit of an episode and he's in hospital and his father's wife is played by parker posey uh completely non-comedic role she's really good um hayley lou richardson um plays a uh girl working uh, basically in like a university library and um she should be doing better things, but she um, she feels too attached to her mother, who's a recovering drug addict, and she wants to stay around for that. Um, so these are two people uh, who are a little bit lost, uh, a bit directionless, and they kind of find each other, and uh, they have a mutual kind of um, appreciation for architecture, and they walk around uh, Columbus, um looking at architecture and talking about their lives um and they develop a bond it's just really fucking gorgeous um and it tells a story as much through visuals and camera placement as it does through dialogue uh there is a sequence involving john cho and parker posey which is played out entirely through kind of reflected images of them in uh, mirrors, which is brilliant. Um, you can tell this guy is a student of film um, just because of all of this, but it, it, it doesn't feel flashy. Um, the camera barely moves through the film. It's an awful lot of static stuff, but it's just really well-composed shots. Um, the score is fucking incredible. Um, this is not getting sorry, bud. Sorry? What did you say this was on? Is it on? Prime. Prime. Add it to my list, that's all. Or I forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, it, I, the thing is, it kind of, I'll be honest, it kind of feels like a kind of film that I'd be more into than you two. Um, it's, I think it, it, it's got that fucking slightly shoegazy, element to it which i think i connect more with um but I, I would be intrigued uh to see what you guys think and i think it's only like 90 95 minutes long i want to say um 104 minutes uh, like 90 oh, minutes, fine. um credits i'd say yeah okay cool um and Haley lou richardson is so fucking good in this um like her character is just like 
like quietly heartbreaking. And John John shows very good, but it, it does feel like her film. Um, I was very 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 taken with it. Um, and I, I I wrote a review which should be going up on Vodzilla at some point. But um, yeah, it's it, it it's a a bit of a fucking banger. Uh, to be honest, but very very quiet film very melancholy i think i think you've maybe got to be in the mood for it but yeah it's uh it's real good cool um so i watched a couple of uh miyazaki's uh first time watch for his directorial debut the castle of cagliostro um and it, it's really really fun actually i started it, watching it it's zany isn't it yeah 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 like it's it but it's just like Lupin, the main character, he's a fucking dude. Um, he, he's really, really fun. Um, it, 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 it's a lot more capery than uh, a lot of his output. Um, and it, you know, it, I think it was a continuation of like a, a, a popular TV series. Uh, it's not like Miyazaki source material. Um, but yeah, it, it's a great deal of fun. Um, like Donna was just in the room when I stuck it on and we both ended up watching the whole thing while Lossie was just doing gymnastics and being a bit bored, but we had a really good time with it. So, uh, yeah. Um, and then I uh, watched a, a Nausicaa um, of the Valley of the Winds. They just keep on going Nausicaa. And I'm into that <laughs> massively. Um, I love Nausicaa. It's your favourite, isn't it? Nausicaa Valley of the Wind? Mm. Yeah. Uh, yes, it is. It's heartbreaking at points in that movie. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's real good. I mean, I'd, I'd seen it before, but I didn't remember much of it. But I, I, I think I think it slightly drags uh, in the middle where they're in the kind of like the Sea of Decay with and, and she's with that lad. And it, it kind of feels like he wasn't really needed. And it almost feels like they just had to have a, a boy character who could be the second lead because it's a boy, which is a shame um but yeah I, I, she's great it 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 feels like uh a, a like maybe a bit of a first draft for princess mononoke um i'm really looking forward to rewatching that actually and i i will do soon but yeah uh great action the ending is brilliant um i really like the supporting characters as well um the like the just the fact that there's not really any bad like truly bad guys here you kind of understand where everybody's coming from to a, a, to an extent. Even the, um, the 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 woman who's kind of like mostly metal, um, you know, she's obviously been massive, mass, massively scarred by everything, and like she's just been in war for so long that she doesn't really seem to know anything else. And I, I you know, I, I I like that there are shades of grey um, to the film, um, but yeah, so. Uh, I'll be watching some more Miyazaki soon, I think. Um, okay, I uh, watched, uh, I rewatched the Tom Cruise Mummy. Don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why I know that. I, I, I think halfway through my rewatch of it, I did think, why am I rewatching this? Yeah, I mean, it's the thing is, I don't hate it. Um, I, I think there's some interesting stuff in there. It's the most assholey Tom Cruise has played in a while. Because um, I mean, even with Edge of Tomorrow, he he kind of has a character arc. With the Mummy, he's a he's a fucking dickhead at the start, <laughs> and he's 
he's kind of a dickhead at the end. Uh, I mean, yeah, he like sacrifices himself essentially, but at the same time, hey, now he's got everlasting life, and he can command sand. That's pretty sweet. He does seem like it's not mere a sacrifice; more he sees a golden opportunity. Yeah, I mean that's 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 it. You feel like if if, if the, his character at the start of the film, if he basically said, "Look, stab yourself with this thing, and you're going to live forever, and you're going to be able to command all this shit," he would have done it. Mm. So yeah, I, I it, yeah, I just the prodigium shit in the middle of this film just kills it stone dead. It's I, I, like it's embarrassing how fucking okay we're just gonna have Russell Crowe in here and then have a bit where he turns into Mr. Hyde because sure it, it, it just why and I, I mean like now there was that report this week that Paul Feig is doing Dark Army and so they've got the, the Blumhouse Invisible Man next year and then Paul Feig's gonna do Dark Army which looks like they're still going to actually try and get some dark universe shit going. And okay, sure. I, I just, I, I don't know. Um, but I don't hate it. I, I, I think it is, it is cinematic. Um, the plane crash sequence, I think is tremendous. Um, it, it, it just, it, yeah, the, the the franchise starting sheer fucking audacity to think you could try and pull that off. It it, it just it's it's rather staggering. Um, but yeah, don't hate it. I watched it on a Sunday afternoon. It was like yeah, that's fine. Um, okay, uh, Michael Haneke's uh, latest one from a couple of years back, Happy End. Never uh, got round to this, uh, but it was on. Um, uh, I think it was on Netflix, if I remember correctly. Um, and um, yeah, it not vintage Haneke. It feels like he's he's kind of doing a lot of his usual tricks. Um, but it's darkly rather funny. Um the last scene just there there's there's some black comedy to the imagery which I I, I, I quite enjoyed. Um it does feel like he's maybe running out of things to say, but I, I, I still enjoyed my time with it. And it's it's not as it's not as fucking grim as a lot of his films are. And I think as I get older, I appreciate that more. Um, so yeah, uh, happy end. Um, rewatch Long Shot. Long Shot is great. Watched it with a few drinks, and that is a very good way of um, watching that film. Uh, the Sisters Brothers, uh, the Jacques Odiard film, uh, which I am really annoyed I didn't see it on the big screen. Uh, oh. hmm? What did you watch? Did you, did you rent that? Or? Uh, yeah, I rented it on iTunes. Um, Phoenix and Riley are great together. Um, again, this feels like a film of two halves, but both halves are pretty fucking great. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Riz Ahmed get some good shit going in it as well. Um, we'll, we'll talk more when you guys um, when you guys see it, I think. But um, European director, classical American story. It's a really interesting combination. Cool. Yeah, uh, I, 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 yeah. I, th I think you guys will will like that. And finally, the aforementioned Jonah Hex. So, Jonah Hex is written by Neville Dean and Saylor, and they were originally supposed to direct it. 
But then they exited the project because of creative differences. So the guy who directed Horton Hears a Who directed it instead. Because that makes sense. Um, Josh Brolin's really, really good in this. He looks like he's trying. And the lines that he says before he kills people are good. And the makeup is good. Um, The Marco Beltrami and Mastodon soundtrack... I quite like. Um, it's just like shots of Hex galloping along on his horse while these guitars are just fucking going at it. I'm kind of into that. Um, Fassbender looks like he's having fun. Michael Shannon gets surely the shortest screen time for an and credit I've ever seen. Is he like an announcer of something? He's in... He's in one shot. That's it, yeah. As far as I can, as far as I can tell, that man is in one shot. Yeah, and I, he, I remember. And he, I, yeah, and he gets an and Michael Shannon. I mean, fucking Jeffrey Dean Morgan is in it for longer, and he's uncredited. <laughs> it, it's just, it, it's the most incoherent thing like i've mentioned it before on the podcast but the fight where the the hex and uh, and and turnbull played by john malkovich having the fight in two different planes of existence i still don't understand it i've seen this film twice i've seen jonah hex twice for fuck's sake i still don't understand it like literally there is a bit where Jonah Hex is like staggering along and then it cuts to John Malkovich dealing him like almost a death blow in another reality and then he falls over in the proper reality. And I, it's... They couldn't have meant that because it makes no sense. It <laughs> literally makes no sense and they do it again at the end and... I really, really don't understand it. It's, it can't, it can't have been written like that. It can't have been. Um, I, it, it's just, it's bizarre. But the thing is, it's so short that it is pacey as fuck. Like it, it it's, that it just every single scene, the narrative is going somewhere. Um, uh, something happens in every single sc- scene that propels the plot forward, which, which is, you know, which is something in this day and age of three hour long blockbusters. There's something to be said for a movie that is so incoherent that it's basically we just need to get people in and out as quickly as humanly possible without them questioning anything, which, to be fair, it fails at even that. But at least they give it a go by it just going at such a pace. It's it's mental. It is it is the weirdest bloody film. Um, but I I can't say it's boring. It's batshit. It, it, it's and the performances are quite fun. But I mean, is it a good film? God no. Not God no. I mean, it's not even touching cloth. It's shit. Um, but it's it's more in just the its construction. Like if there was 
if the, if there was another cut of this film that was I don't know like just even an hour and forty five minutes long that actually connected some of the pieces it might be all right but I I cannot get my head around how odd the the fights on other on different realities are it is so jarring that what is it but i mean it's like it, it, the, the color scheme changes completely and it's like it's set in like an other an, a never world kind of thing but john malkovich's character is not set up as like having a connection with the dead or anything um jonah hex yeah sure he, he is but turnbull he fakes his own death so it's almost like I, like in the original screenplay did he not fake his own death and he did have all the supernatural stuff and that's why they have a fight in another reality but then they decided to change it to okay he's not supernatural but then they just leave that stuff in anyway because they shot it and they didn't shoot the bits in the real world that they shot in the other world and so unless they literally wanted to just have cuts of five seconds where it's like John Malkovich is at one place and then it just cuts to him being in another place, they had to go, okay, we're going to have to leave this footage in here. Because it's not even in the same location. It's in this, like, in, in this outside area, which the last battle is not taking place in. You could maybe get get away with it the first time it happens, but the last time it's like the big action set piece. I'm pretty sure they're in it. Yeah, they're in a ship, and then it just cuts to them having like doing a couple of fight moves in this fucking field with like the sky all red. It, it's, but I think I think that's what it is. To thinking about it, I think it's literally. He used to be supernatural like Jonah Hex, but they cut that out, but they didn't shoot enough coverage to be able to not have that stuff be in the film. Yeah. It, but it, 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 oh my God. It it's just, a baffling movie, isn't it? It's mental. It is fucking mental. But Josh Brolin was obviously giving it his all. Well, he's, he's, he's come out and said since then that, that he, Originally didn't want to do it, and then decides to do it because he, he liked the, the the fun element of it. Mm. He said, "But is everybody there actually really wanted to make a really good movie? It was just it, that much happened that stopped it from being able to be made. Like the director, I think the director changed hands like three times. I think during it, didn't like, half the set get flooded or something like that." Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. It just, it's. I, I think that was part of the reason for why the um, one of the reasons why the the ending is in two fucking realms is because the the set got like flooded and washed away, and and the, the studio is not giving you any more money. Work it out. <laughs> nice. I mean, and, and to be fair, I mean, the, the studio were right. I mean, I was looking this up on Wikipedia earlier on. Apparently, outside the US, this made like half a million dollars. It only made like $10 million in total, didn't it? Or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's it just like, that's... It's a DC character. 
you know, but I mean, I suppose it was before the really, really massive Avengers explosion because this was t- 2010. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. And it was like Megan Fox, the Megan Fox casting is bizarre as well because it's like he's trying to get vengeance for John Malkovich killing his wife and his kid. But, you know, he'll happily hook up with Megan Fox, who's got to be like a good 20 years younger than her at the same time as well. Um, it, yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's something else is shown a hex. It's a fucking. It's just an exercise in what can go wrong. Yeah, absolutely. despite despite best intentions. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, I'm done. Right. Cool. You like the 1980s, don't you? Of course you do. We all do. But have you ever wondered why that decade was the way it was? Have you ever wished there was somewhere you could go to get past the usual day-glow sentimentality? To try and understand 1980s pop culture in a more social, political and historical context? Because if so, it sounds to me like you're ready to go beyond the aesthetics, beyond the nostalgia. Welcome to Beyond the Neon. Beyond the Neon is the podcast that dares to pull over the Testarossa, eject the Wham cassette, and take off the Wayfarers. If you're looking for retro reviews of Back to the Future, The Goonies, or John Hughes movies, you will not, not find, find that here. If you're looking for top 10 lists of A-Team episodes, Nintendo games, or Stranger Things references, you will, will not, not find, find that here. If you're looking for long, boring introductions, Squarespace ads, or Patreon begging, you, you will, will not, not find, find that, that here. here. Because Beyond the Neon, we do things a little differently. In each documentary-style episode, I look at one area of 1980s popular culture and break it right down. And each episode features academic insight, guest contributions and interviews, as well as clips plumbed from the depths of the 1980s cultural void. Well, YouTube, mainly YouTube. To help illustrate the wonderful, perplexing, terrifying, joyous and utterly thrilling world of 1980s pop culture. Beyond the Neon might not be as regular as other 1980s podcasts, but that's because Beyond the Neon isn't like other 1980s podcasts. Subscribe to the show today and check out all past episodes by visiting beyondtheneon.co.uk Have you ever wondered what so-called family films will scar your kids forever? Putting four or five-year-olds in front of this movie, it's like, if they didn't know what death was before this, they're going to know it after it. They're going to know it after it, and they're going to be freaking terrified. They're going to be questioning you. Yeah. Or do you have the slight suspicion that your loved one is a cold, dead heart? Yeah, the Dark Knight has got like all the orphans, and like, oh no, we're going to die. They did not build up those orphans at all. In my head, it's like, kill them. Then look no further, the His Film Her Movie podcast is the show for you. It's the movie podcast that celebrates the contrasting cinematic tastes of its hosts. So join Jordan and Lauren every week on their unique journey through the land of the silver screen. So if you're looking for a few laughs, some fun film related chat, then get involved. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, almost famous. No, yeah. Our patron pick. Who was it who picked this again? Was it? Okay, who picked pick what? Was this Rick Jenkins again? I think it might have been Jordan. I feel horrible for not knowing it. Did you have almost famous? Uh, hang on. I thought you had something else. Mm-hmm. It's been that long ago since we picked it. Do we need to get another one picked as well? Do we need to message Noel? Next week. Next week. 
So while Ian's find out who actually picked it, um, I'll go over it. So Almost Famous, uh, 2000, year 2000, maybe. Um, written and directed by Cameron Crowe, um, partially based on, it's um, partially autobiographical. Mm. Um, stars um, Billy Crudup, Francis McDormand, Kate Hudson, Jason Lee, Patrick Fugit, uh, Anna Paquin, uh, Noah Taylor, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and a fuck ton of, holy shit, is that, wait, is that, <laughs> what, hang on a minute, is that, yeah, literally throughout it, especially even more so in the extended edition. Um, what is the story? Um, opens out in 1969. Um, Francis McDormand, oh, Zoe Deschanel's in as well. Um, Francis McDormand is, you'd say, an overbearing mother, but in a, um, she's a, almost like a contrarian academic. Mm. So she does things like make some celebrate in, you know, the, the film says didn't they, they celebrate Christmas in September because it wasn't commercialised, yeah. etc. Things like that. Um, that's the right place. Yeah, she's not a she's not a bad mother. No. She's just got a certain set of views that she's bestowing upon the children. Um, and Patrick Fugit, as he would become, but the character William Miller. Um, I can't remember who plays the young William Miller. Now I feel bad now. Um, yeah, because he's good, isn't he? Michael Anagarara, yeah, uh, plays it. Um, oh, that's yeah, he is good, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he, he's he's very good at it, and it, it works well in the sense that it, it you can see him going up to become Badger Fugit, um, <laughs> and uh, it, it, it's at this point that he finds out in 1969, finds out that he's not actually 13 like he thinks he is. He's actually. 11. Yeah. Um, also, it's around the same time that his sister moves out from having too many arguments with the mother to go and be a stewardess. Uh, but she leaves him uh, his her record collection. And this forms this special bond he has with music. Um, and now the 15-year-old uh, William Miller uh, is obsessed with music uh, and is given an assignment by Lester Bangs to cover um, a Black Sabbath gig, ends up forming a bond with Stillwater, um, ends up blagging his way into a Rolling Stone gig, following the band Stillwater on their almost famous tour. And we have the, the story going from there. Um, what, are you looking at me? Like weird. I'm not much yeah. Almost famous. Becky, what did you think? Almost famous is a funny one for me because. That's why I've got you first. Yeah, it, I, I always don't want to watch it until I watch it and then I love it. If that makes sense. I'm always like, oh, God, it's so long and uh, Kate Hudson, blah, blah, blah. And it, it, it's just got so many good bits that you kind of forget when you're not watching them. The bit where he finds his age out in the car is fucking hilarious. Because you wouldn't come to see the cinema with me, would you? No. When it was first off. Yes, Carol? Well, I'm not as into music as you are. I thought that's quite true, but Carol. Or, well, I wasn't at the time. Yeah. Um, I'd say it's maybe not as important. Not, not important. You're maybe, you're more relaxed about music than I am. Yeah. Is what I would say there. That's not a criticism. It's Christmas of me. And especially like older music, I had no no interest Friend in it at the time. Well, no interest in it at the time. The only older music I'd listened to was Queen. 
going out dead to me after. Anyway, um, so but yeah, obviously as I've, as I've got older and sort of got more into that, it, there's more kind of bits that you're like, oh, that's supposed to be blah, and that's supposed to be blah, and it was really exciting. Um, so there's more, like you say, frame of reference for it for me now. I'll say. Um, but yeah, there's there's just so many good bits in it that that just are quite heartwarming while you're watching it. The the, the tiny dancer bit on the bus is where it, it kind of brings them all back together. Um, and Kate Hudson, I I never used to really like her, but she she's quite magnetic in this. For she, I mean, I mean, she wasn't. 16 like she's supposed to be in the movie but she was still quite young yeah, i think she's maybe 20 21 21 i think she was and she she carries the she's the spine of the story she's not necessarily the main character but she she knits it all together yeah yeah absolutely um and to do that at that age with a film that in hindsight is so good it's quite an achievement really um What? You go. Oh, I, I, Ian, Ian, what did you? What, I'm better what, at reacting to things you what, say than. What are your feelings <laughs> um, towards Almost Famous? Yeah, what's, well, your, what's your relationship with Almost Famous first? Almost Famous first. You know, with it's not just like a, a general review. Did you did you see it in cinema or did you um, get on DVD or or how did you? I want to say DVD was first watch of the theatrical cut, and then I remember they released in the US. They released untitled along with um, like a seven track Stillwater CD, um, and I imported that. Um, and then I, I, I watched Almost Famous. Um, apparently, I watched Almost Famous with Donna, so it must have been really early on um, with, with us because. I don't think I've, I've seen the film for like a decade. Um, it's it's been a it's been a good long while, um, and I've you know I've always liked it. I mean, I imported DVDs like no one's business back in the day, so it doesn't necessarily say anything by the fact that I did that. But um, it had been too long um, since seeing it. I it's I think it it's probably one of my favorite films of like of this like century so far um yeah i mean it was released in 2000 so it's just about say that um it i really i i like films that are entertaining but don't necessarily have the most amount of plot in them um like I'd be fascinated to watch the two-hour cut of this now, um, it, just to see how much I miss. Um, because I really just like the hanging out with these characters. Um, life stuff. Sorry. Like slice of life stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, they, 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 this, this cut just makes them all feel really fleshed out. Um, you understand so many of them and i mean yes you know the bass player and the drummer are 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 pushed to one side um but the time you spend with billy crudup is is great uh i like he's never been better than he was in this i mean he's fucking incredible in 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 this just fully formed 
character who kind of does believe his own shit, but at the same time is incredibly flawed. And his relationship with with Kate Hudson and it is 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 cracking. Um, and I mean Patrick Fugits is as well. And if if you were gonna if you're gonna have one criticism of the film, I'd say maybe Kate Hudson lo- looks too much older than Patrick Fugit's character for for that connection to ever really work out. It make her, her chemistry with Billy Crudup makes more sense because I I don't think she really has that much chem- chemistry with Patrick Fugit. But at the same time, it's almost like a fir- a first crush that was never gonna be with 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 him really. Um, you know, by the end of it, he's kind of realised that an awful lot of what she was saying was bullshit, and so so is she. But you know, she then works to correct that by by the end. Um, Jason Lee, I think, is really fucking funny in it. Um, so is Noah Taylor. Actually, I, 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 he he's got quite a lot of good business in it too. Um, and I I forgot. The Francis McDormand's character. It's really interesting how she just lets him go. And she's obviously not happy about it, but at the same time, she lets him go. And she's not in the film all that much. She's in it less than I remembered her being in it. Um, and I, I, I wonder if in the theatrical cut, she's a more overbearing presence because you've got less of the slice of life stuff there. Um, from what I remember, also, I, don't, I don't think she is. I think she is. She is. Um, she she does come across as having a softness to her. Like she she trusts William more than she trusts what is it? And she doesn't want to let him. She doesn't want to make the same mistake that she made and drive him away. Mm. But she also, like I say, she she trusts that that he's not going to rebel against her. That for him. He's doing this because it, 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 what, it, it, if I let him get out of his system now, mm. I'm not going to lose him. Mm. Yeah, it, it, um, I, I, I think she's I think she's very good in it though. Um, also, when I saw Jimmy Fallon's name in the opening credits, I was like, who the fuck does he play? And <laughs> you know, fair play, Jimmy Fallon is really good in this. He doesn't get much to do, but. You believe that character. You believe that character is that character. Just this fucking LA dickhead who's all about the money. Um, but I like the, his confidence as well. Like that whole his first scene where they're like, you know, we'll like give us a minute to think about it. He's like, oh no, 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 no. I've come here to to decide whether I want to manage you. You know, I'm gonna go outside and decide whether I want to. Yeah, you know, just that fucking. The sheer fucking balls of that is is great. Um, and I just like as well, you know, by the end of, of the film, people have learned life experiences and whatnot, but the band are still going on. Uh, you know, I, 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 in my mind's eye, they broke up. You know, it's like the uh, Jason Lee and Billy Crudup towards the end where they like had like hug it out. In my mind's eye, it was like that's pretty much the breakup of the band. But no, obviously, the, you know, the show goes on, the No More Planes tour. Which is great, um, yeah. I it just I, I it's by far for me anyway. Cameron Crowe's best film. Like it's not. I mean, I like Jerry Maguire, but don't 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 get me wrong. But by far his best film for me. I mean, say anything. I, I just don't really have the personal connection with. Um, 
and it deserves a better Blu-ray because the Blu-ray, as I said earlier on, looks like shit. Let's get on Sky. I don't have Sky. You've got an Apple TV, don't you? No, I've got this conversation. Oh yeah, we have got one. Sorry. Fair Still won't look good. But Mark, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, I first um, watched uh, Almost Famous very late in a cinema uh, once, um, and came out of it and really liked it but i remember thinking that there's there's something missing i didn't get to spend um yeah i didn't get to spend enough time with it i wanted to spend more time with it um because i, I like the characters and everything like that um but of course I, I was only like 18 when i first watched it anyway so you're when weirdly when i watched it i was the same age as the you know as, as well you're a little bit older on the same age as the, you know, the kids in it yeah. so you watched it from that, and I, you know, I, I, I had an amount of frame of reference for the music of it because I, 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 I grown up being very, very interested in, in, in music, partially because uh, I still have a strong interest in cinema, but I think at the time I was probably more music was I at that time, probably because it was more accessible. Mm. Um, I think you grew up as as a as a young and your parents were. Your parents were significantly cooler than mine, and we played you stuff like. I and mean, you know, there, there was a, there, there was always music around yeah. me, but mm. there was you know huge record collections were always there, mm. you know, at my disposal. Mm. Um, and so I, I I liked that element a bit. And then the more of the years, the more you've kind of got. It, it's a film that's grown with you, like it's nearly twenty years old. You, you see it from a different point of view depending on how old you are. That's it. You, you know you. Now you're looking at it from the point of view, you know, I went it through my like, mid-20s and looked at the point of view of the band and things like that. Yeah. And now you're almost looking at the point of view of Francis McDormand and things oh, like that. I don't think we're there yet. I don't think we're there. Um, <laughs> and, and so there's that, you know, it's 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 a movie, and I, I usually bulk at this and despise it, that has become quite iconic. Mm. Um, you know, if, if you have seen Almost Famous and you like Almost Famous, if somebody plays you or you hear Tiny Dancer, it is guaranteed that within a month you are going to watch Almost Famous. <laughs> yeah. um, the I'm a golden god thing. I, I fucking say that shit loads, partially because I believe it's true. Um, <laughs> but it, it's, it, it's a really cool movie yeah at the same time as being quite a quite a a stern heartbreaking movie you kind of if you're not if you don't think of yourself as being cool you can relate to william isn't it yeah as being someone watching these cool people that's it i, I think the 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 extended edition has more left the bands in it as well as more Philip Seymour Hoffman. In it. I always forget it's Philip Seymour Hoffman. Hoffman and and his relationship, his his inclusion there, and his relationship with William makes more sense in the film yeah. in the extended cut. Which which why I just think that from now on it should just be spoken about that is the film and these two hour versions mm. should be ignored um, because it, it, it's the two hour version is a very good film. The the, near, the two and a half hour version is a fantastic movie um i was just looking while um you, you guys w were talking about it uh, i was listening but i was also looking at the same time because i wanted to just check and see who um who won the academy award for best actor in 2000 and 
one of the movies in 2000. Mm. Um, because this won Best Screenplay. Yeah. Uh, best Original Screenplay. But uh, it didn't get nominated for Best Picture because you just have five pictures uh, yeah. were nominated at the time. And they were Gladiator, Chocolat, Crouching Tiger and Dragon, Aaron Brockovich, and Traffic. Now, if this were now, it, that movie would have been nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. Um, and Chocolat wouldn't have been because it wouldn't have been made because mm. nobody would have made that movie. Um, and Best Actor went to Russell Crowe for Gladiator, but also nominated were Javier Bardem for Before Night Falls, Tom Hanks for Castaway, Ed Harris for Pollock, and Jeffrey Rush for fucking Quills. Um, and I do look at it now and go, in 20 years of hindsight there, how the fuck is Patrick Fugit not nominated? And I do think part of it is because now I'm so used to watching the extended cut where you get certain scenes of him Mm, that, that make his performance better. A, a performance is better. Mm. The him crying outside the dressing room with the laundry. Yeah. Is is brilliant because it's the it's the moment where he's just at the bit where it's like, how do you see me? What am I to you? Yeah. Uh, and he thought that he was like part of the. He thought he was more important, and he realizes that. He's just there, something for them to toy with mm. when they're bored and pick up after them. You know, the, the you noticed it, the other little souvenirs he keeps picking up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've never noticed that before. He's brilliant. Um, and the whole sequence of her ordeal. Mm. Um, and it's, it's a wonderful coming-of-age film that was made at a time where coming-of-age films weren't cool anymore. Yeah. The age is beyond his years, doesn't he? He's got a weird fucked-up timeline because for years he thought he was older than he was, then he was his real age, and then he goes on this, and he has to grow up really but, quite quickly. You get a thing that he's kind of developed a willing to like this with the fact that you've got the scene of William Willer is too young to fuck or drive yeah and he just kind of looks at that side and kind of laughs about it yeah and it's like it, you, you get the feeling like he's not being bullied because they've just gone do you know what we're not going to bully him because it, it it he's fine he's coasting along through it uh with it i, I do think it's it's one of those rare properly cult movies that isn't at um cult movie not not a forced cult movie yeah it's a uh, organic yeah it, it, it's happened organic. it found its place on dvd and came through like something like Johnny darko these these cult movies that that happen yeah rather than uh, are enforced like when someone tells you that um, scott pilgrim's a cult movie it's like fuck you no it's not <laughs> and bits like that it, it's it's found its own place in the universe. Sorry, babe. Sorry, babe. Um, I hope he was talking to me. Did Ian just call you babe? No, 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 no. Sorry. Lossie just said something. Um, so, yeah, it's. It, I, I, I do think it is an incredible piece of cinema. Uh, mm. and a, Actually, I, I'm going to say I think it's a really um, important piece of cinema in the sense it, 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 it captures a time space um, and gives you a showing of it but not from the people that you that you want him to. Mm-hmm. It doesn't revel. It never 
it never shows you anybody. I don't think any of the musicians that are real actually speak in monkey. Mm. I think it's good because it gives you an outline. We'll do both. What we assume is really glamorous in reality, like shallow, like it shows you that. Yeah. Plenty of musicians that focus but this might just get right. Mm. This might just to nail it. We we have a lot of musician movies that are based on an actual musician. Oh no, but that's what that's what I'm. Yeah, and yeah, I'm just unused to it. Fuck you. Yeah, no, I I I adore this movie. Um, I I actually don't think I watch it enough, but I think it's good that I don't watch it enough. Yeah, you get bored of it. I don't. I would get bored of it if you watched it as often as you probably think of watching it. You would. I, I don't think I get bored of it, but I think I would. It lose its magic. It lose its luster for me a little mm. bit. Yeah. Um, I did find an audience poll for this, and I know we're all definitely not shit. I'm not actually going to fucking say anything like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did find an audience poll. Um, definitely not shit. Eighty nine percent, and nice. shit eleven percent. Wow. Yeah. So some piece of shit is out there listening to this. I still don't. <laughs> I still don't know who asked for it. I'm so sorry. That's really bad of me. I've got no fucking idea who asked for it. I know someone did. I didn't just put it into the rotation just for no. the hell of it. Can so, everybody get their picks in for uh, next week? Yeah. So we can we can pick another. Um, I'm not going to mention how much it costs for our Patreon because I'm not allowed to anymore. And also, we'll we'll try and find out who which magnificent bastard picked yes. almost famous, so we can credit them next week. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are you watching next week, guys? Mm. Little out. I'm crap at this. Well, organised enough to know. So uh, it, it it's going to be interesting. So oh, I, I know what's out, but there are a couple out, aren't there? Go on. Then. I'm honest. Well, okay. So we've got Ad Astra, the new James Gray one. Uh, we've got The Farewell, which has been getting quite a lot of buzz. Also got a little film starring Sylvester Stallone. Oh, is that next week? Ram fucking bow. Ram fucking bow. 89 minutes long, out on Thursday. 89 minutes? Yep. Get in. Because it's fucking business gets out. Oh, the, the, only one of Rambo's is over 100 minutes long. Yeah. And that is uh, Rambo 3, which is 104 minutes, I believe. Wow. So, I think next weekend we will record our Rambo retrospective and review of Rambo Last Blood. And that will go out on the Patreon feed. And yeah. then I think during the week, the week after we will record our regular show reviewing Ad Astra and I will put the Last Blood review only in the regular feed. Um, so, yeah, uh, we've got a bit of recording ahead of us. Um, I almost bought Rambo and Rambo 2 in a 2 for 30 on 4K yesterday, but then thought I could just rent on my iTunes in 4K for £3.50. So I think I'm going to do that. Fair enough. And, oh, um, one other thing as well. Mark, um, you received a package in the post last weekend, didn't you? <laughs> I might have, yeah. So uh, 
Yeah. Do you, do you want to tell the, the lovely people what I bought for you? You bought me Mother <laughs> on Blu-ray. Didn't tell me. Becky literally just brought out a Blu-ray to me and said, well, have you ordered something? And to my confused wit was like, <laughs> no. And people, if, if, if you don't follow us on any social media, you can go on to other film bastards uh, Instagram, or I believe it's also on Ian's Twitter, yeah. uh, and you can watch my baffled reaction. Baffled and funny. Um, to, as to me uh, doing my mother unboxing. It was funny. Why did what? someone buy me mother? <laughs> what? I've got mother on Blue Rebecca. Because you were answering me. You were just laughing at me. That's right. I've got mother on Blu-ray. The bit that you don't see in that video is the fact that our neighbours were in the garden next door. They were, yeah. <laughs> and we're probably very confused at why I was going, why have I got mother on Blu-ray? Why have I got mother on Blu-ray? That was it. It continued, Ian, even once you know that you knew that you got it from. <laughs> why has he got my mother on Blu-ray? I know I've got to fucking watch it again. Yeah, you do, yeah. I just saw on Blu-ray.com that it was two ninety nine on <laughs> Amazon. It was just like, fuck it. So then I WhatsApped Becky asking for your address. And I was like, can you film it, please? <laughs> so, uh... It yeah. arrived day earlier than it was supposed to, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It was funny. Fuck you. <laughs> Am- Amazon were just like, he wants it quicker. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was so confused. You were really confused. Yeah. Right, we got any Twitter stuff? Uh, we do, yes. Yeah, Twitter questions, that was it. I completely forgot about that. So, uh, da, 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 let me just find it. Uh, our question for you this week is, which film of the past few years that went under the radar do you think will be heralded as a classic in years to come? Um, while you guys are thinking of yours, um, John uh, at Emery John AFC uh, says long shot, which I could see that being held as one of those like just really solid comedy films in years to come. Mm. Um, and Rick Kidd at Richard Kidd says, whilst not completely under the radar as they were Oscar nominated, not that many people saw them and nobody talks about them very much now. But I think Whiplash and Hell or High Water are regarded as classics in the future. I agree with Mahala Highwater. I do it, massively agree with them on that. I think you know that that will end up having a criterion in four or five years' time. My my only thing with that is the fact that they both got Oscar nominations. I think they were seen as yeah. I don't I I I don't think you could say either of those films were particularly overlooked. Just, I have, go on. I want you to hear your two first. I don't know. All right, I'm gonna do mine then. Go on, Hostiles. I think it came out in that weird little period where it, it didn't quite... It, it, it missed out on being able to be nominated for anything. Mm. But it came out in awards season. So it kind of went under the radar and it is an incredible piece of cinema. Mm. I, I genuinely... I, 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 I haven't re-watched it yet because I'm scared to re-watch it in case in case I was just wrong. I don't think I am, and I will rewatch it, but I'm just waiting for the perfect moment for me to rewatch it. 
Yeah. I'm almost intimidated by it a little bit now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 I genuinely think that that was an incredible piece of cinema. It's hard for me because like, any film I like, I just assume everyone else likes as well. That's, I do the opposite. <laughs> any film I like, I, I look at it and go, right, am I an idiot? Or is this okay? And usually you're an idiot. Usually, yeah, I am usually an idiot. <laughs> Did Mystic River do well? Mystic River A is nearly 20 years old. Oh, how about that time for it? It 2001. No. Yeah. Okay, well, that's terrifying. Yeah. And yes, uh, it, it's very highly regarded. I don't know, really. Hmm. Have you got one, Ian? I'm, I'm actually going to say Columbus. That's, that's what I think of Columbus. Very good. Fair enough. I don't know. I stumped you. Yeah, because I don't know what's underrated or... Then just go for it. Adequately rated. Go for it. But just make sure it's one for the past few years, not one for the old and now a daughter. <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah. Now uh, we have 20 years old. Now we have uh, just one question. Uh, at Rick uh, if you had to choose one. Silent s- Hill. Again, 2004. Everyone gives that movie shit and it's great. It should, they should agree shit. No. Uh, if you had to choose one star of yesteryear to work your way through their filmography, who would it be and why? Kurt Russell. I have filmography. Kurt Russell. Yeah. Bunch of, Kurt, Kurt, bunch of Kurt Russell films I haven't seen. I oh, would very much like to watch <laughs> The Computer War Tennis Shoes. Yeah, I was about to think of Kurt yesteryear, but he's made like his first movie in like the 50s, didn't he? Kurt Russell's a good show, actually. Mm. I was going to go loads further back. <laughs> I have way over thought this. I'd like to... Like, I'd like to watch all of Jimmy Stewart's films. Uh, yeah, I was thinking him, yeah. It's a good show. I've never seen Nicholas Washington. Oh, I don't know how you've never seen this. Uh, what's it? Harvey's a fantastic fucking film. You love Harvey, don't you? I do. I absolutely... Absolutely love Harvey. Um, mine is. I'm going for it. Well, Chaplin. Yeah, fair enough. I've watched oh, a lot nice. of Chaplin. Um, that is really far back, babe. But I haven't watched it in a, a, a vast number of years. It was either him or Buster Keaton I was going to go for. Um, but I, I think, I think we, I think cinema talks about Chaplin a lot mm. and people reference Chaplin a lot I don't think people watch it enough though mm. and he, you know he's made some you know I think quite important what is it and then, and also well it's a it, it, it I think it's a more fascinating period of cinema than it, it's given credit for I think there's a there's a little bit of a in in film fans to kind of start Bang, 1968. Start at um, fucking Easy Rider mm. and then go from there. Yeah. Um, and you know, you get a lot of people get mixed up with the 70s American cinema and think that that was independent cinema and it wasn't. It was 
studio cinema, you know, the, these movies that were being made were little independent movies, like we people think they are. They were they were big studio movies, um, some of them. Mm. Um, but then you, you know, you've got the the sheer invention of the things that Chaplin was doing, the trickery with lights and camera movements and yeah. painted sets and things like this that were that now a director or a filmmaker goes, well, I want to do this, this, and this, and they go, all right, cool, we'll give it to them, and they'll they'll do it on a computer. And it's like, right, there was 40 years of cinema where computers have existed really for 20 years in cinema, 25 years. And, and it is easier and, and, and cheaper, but it's, I think that people don't, people haven't peeked behind the curtain enough mm. and gone. You know, people are obsessed with that. How's that done? Green screen and things like that. But you don't peep behind the curtain and go, well, how the fuck did they do that? Holy shit, that's so smart. How did somebody come up with that? Mm. And I, I just think that, it, I, that I, as a film fan, am guilty of not watching enough of it. There's probably a, there's loads of filmmakers out there that I probably should watch more of. Um, 30s German Expressionist cinema and or Italian cinema and things like that. It's the wonderful thing about being a film fan is you you can never watch everything. Mm. <laughs> and you, you, can, you can always hear of something and hear of a director that has maybe made 20 films and people go, oh, look, this is an amazing director, you know, and look at this body of work and you go, fuck, I didn't even fucking I didn't know about this person. <laughs> Better keep that for getting quiet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, I meant to ask this on the trailers a bit earlier. Have you guys both seen the trailer for Parasite? I haven't actually, no. I have seen the trailer for Parasite, and apparently you should go into Parasite knowing as little as possible, so that would be all I see. Ooh, just quick word on trailers, though, as well, um, is uh, the Motown documentary. Very much want to see it. Oh, yeah, that looks really good. Yeah. I, um, I put money on Parasite to win Best Picture yesterday. Best yeah. Picture? Yeah. Not, not just Best foreign language. foreign language Picture? Yeah. Best foreign language picture or best picture overall? Best picture. Wow. It looks really good. It's... Is it not distributed in the UK yet? Yeah, Curzon. It's just played Tiff, hasn't it? Yeah. I I look forward to it being uh, the movie movie of the week uh, and not playing anywhere near me. I think it doesn't come out over here until like February as well. So um, I look forward to torrenting it. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll probably end up importing a fucking Blu-ray. You know, like, let's look on Blu-ray.com and find out when it comes out. As long as it's got an English subtitle track, you know, then I'm I'm fine with that. Because um, to be fair, I'll pay twelve pound to fucking watch it on bloody Curzon on demand anyway. So. Uh, it has no current listening. Oh, wait. Uh, it comes... That can't be right. It comes out in December, I think, in France. Okay. December the 4th in France. Uh, with only French subtitles. Ah, well. We'll find a way. Or French. Or French, yeah. However, that's not the 4K. The 4K doesn't come until the end of February. Mm. 4K would be region 3 as well. It is, yeah. But, uh, yeah. 
I'll tell you what, that's one good that's one good thing about 4K discs, the fact that they're all region free. They're all completely region free. Yeah. There's um Suspiria's getting a 4K um in the US in November. Um the bad one. The good one. Um oh, God, they've... imagine the sound on that. Yeah, they've they've remixed it in Atmos as well. Like you, oh, you, that's, you can... that's disorientated just hearing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean you can get apparently it will be either the original four track, which has never been on DVD or Blu-ray before, um, and this new Atmos one. So you know, for the for the purists, you've got the original track, but then you've also got the Atmos. And they they said in the press release, it's like we just thought we'd have a bit of fun with it. It's like okay, fine. That'll be interesting. Yeah, but that, that that that's the thing. It's like so that that comes out in the US and a bunch of features on it as well. But um, I don't know whether the features are just going to be on a. Yeah, no, yeah, the features are on a special features Blu-ray. But then it's like, well, is the Blu-ray region locked because Blu-rays can be? Yeah. So that's the thing. Is it a US release? Yeah. So that's the thing. It's like you spend like $35 on the fucking 4K and then it's like you can watch the film but you can't watch any of the features. <laughs> that, that, that would suck. Is he looking it up? Yeah. I don't look it up, but it's, it's, it's the fucking blueway.com website. It's been a biatch. All right, don't worry about it. It's all good. I'll, I'll, I'll find out. But I mean, that, that, that's the thing and that, that is an annoying thing though um, that Arrow and Second Sight and Criterion haven't gone 4K yet. Um, and it's frustrating because it's like the Tree of Life was a 4K master, but it's Blu-ray, and you you know that they're going to start releasing 4K Blu-rays at some point, and then you'll be double-dipping. Like, Old Boy comes out on Arrow Video Blu-ray in a, in a few weeks' time. It's a 4K master, it's okay. Give me the 4K then. I will pay. I would pay an extra tenner for a 4K version of it. Again, I would. Good one. Sorry. Is that the good one? Yeah. Um, even though it's out on um, it's out on iTunes already. Um, uh, uh, the Arrow Video Old Boy, but it doesn't have any extras on it. Which is shit. So yeah, I don't know. It's interesting, but yeah, Arrow Video need to go 4K and. It's just it's annoying because there a lot of their audience will have 4K players now, so it's like just fucking bite the bullet and do it. But hey, um, is he still looking? Yeah. Yeah, but the the, Mark, the website's gone mental. Mark, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Only showing like half the what half of what they're doing. Where's that? <laughs> uh, right, I think that's pretty much taken us to the conclusion on this. So 316 of Film Bastards. Mm. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, so, Ian. Patrons will understand, but are you reading your page a day? Um, I, I'm, I'm building them up. You promised you'd read them. I'm building them up. Mm-hmm. I will I read them. Build a book for the next, like, 900 days or whatever, and then read it all in one go. You might as well just buy the book if you're going to do that. <laughs> I'm 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 gonna do it. I'm I'm waiting for my my time. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm waiting for my time. 
fine. So, I'm waiting for my time. <laughs> um, so, thank you much for listening. Uh, you can find us at Film Bastards on Twitter, at Bexfoss, at Ian Lauren, at Doofoss. You can find us at Film Bastards on Instagram. Um, and thank you very much for listening. We shall speak to you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye bye. I do it for the ladies, but I gotta keep a hood. Where we at, Polo? Hey! I see you, Ryan. No kid, you was right. But we just getting started. Yeah, man. You see, you're searching for somebody that'll take you out and do you right. Well, come here, baby, and let daddy show you what it feels like.
Pray that I 